We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is uh, unfortunately not here this time around, but Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss the movies weekly. However, every now and then, like those special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different, but this is our commentary track for November 2022. And listen, over the years of this podcast, we've done a number of commentary tracks for a very specific series. That series would happen to be Alien. For whatever reason, we've covered them in, I believe, this order. Alien 3, Alien, then Aliens. Not to be forgetful, Alien versus Predator Requiem. We did the first first of all these things. But now we finally have got to it in honor of its 25th anniversary. We're talking Alien Resurrection. The Jean-Pierre Jeannot entry in this uh, in this long-running sci-fi horror franchise. And joining me to discuss Alien Resurrection, we have... From Why So Blue and the host of the Brandon Peters Show, stay tuned to see if a monster bursts from his chest during this commentary track. It's Brandon Peters. You won't want to miss it. <laughs> also don't hug us. me. Yeah. Also joining us for movies, films, and flicks, and the host of Con Air, the podcast, working hard on his half-court shots is Mark Hoffmeyer. I, I practiced all week, y'all. I, I channeled my inner Kurt Russell from Escape from L.A., and I just was running up and down basketball courts all week just practicing for this. Good. It was wonderful. More an eye patch. Uh, more sleeveless shirt leather pants none of that back course press bullshit either good 30 38 percent from behind the arc yeah (laughs) how are you guys doing this evening i'm awesome very excited for this one i I haven't watched this movie since 97 so so uh, this was fun I, I I just haven't I never I didn't strongly love it I didn't strongly dislike it I just watched it I was like this is cool there's some water bits, so I know I'm happy to watch this again and just sort of be reminded of this movie. This is wonderful. Yeah, I, I am curious of our our takeaways in general and what we're going to think of it during this viewing of the film. And I, I'm also just happy that we're finally wrapping up the initial Alien quadrilogy. <laughs> so when they when they release the 4K set, they'll have they'll have our four commentaries to put on those discs, as I would assume would happen, and uh, we'll be we'll be just be set to go. I'm just waiting. I have a contract dispute, and then I'll sign it. You can have mine for free. I'm just happy to be here. It's great. (laughs) Well, for those that are listening uh, and planning to watch the movie along with us, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk over the movie as it's playing. Um, We have the movie currently uh, paused at five seconds in, which is just as the 20th Century Fox logo is uh, forming here. The camera is kind of hovering over the 20th. Um, and so on the count of on the I'm going to count down from three. right after four seconds and just before six. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. I'm, I'm going to count down from three. And on the sound of go, we're going to press play to start talking over the movie. So if you plan to watch along with the movie, feel free to set the, you know, the film up to that point and you'll be good. Uh, for those that are listening, just to listen, you're good to go. You just stay on that treadmill or drive in that car, do what you need to do and just keep playing. Just keep listening to this to the to the magic you're about to enjoy as we talk about Alien Resurrection. Um all right, are we good to go? You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right, three, two, one, go. By uh, the way, I loved y'all's Halloween Ends episode. I know I'm oh, throwing it in there during the commentary. Oh, yeah. People are going to be listening thank to this, you. but I dug it. Listen to it. I liked your discussion a lot. Great, thanks. Just throwing it in there for our alien resurrection conversation. It's nice seeing the letters Fox. I so <laughs> just seeing all these movies now that don't have yeah. Fox in them. The it's dirty like, word. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> all right, so Alien Resurrection. This movie came out what Thanksgiving weekend, nineteen ninety seven. Yep, Turkey Alien Day Resurrection versus Flubber. It's a big <laughs> weekend, and Flubber won. 
Flubber won the it weekend. <laughs> and I saw Flubber in theaters. That's a movie. But did they make a Flubber 2? Nope. <laughs> did they make Flubber versus Nutty Professor? Nope. They should have. <laughs> it didn't happen. What are we, we watching right world now? Because is is, is, it's going to be like a fly eventually, but this isn't that, right? This is just like alien shit. Yeah, it's that cloning stuff, I okay. think, because you see, you'll see Sigourney Weaver's face. In That's here right. At some point. Okay, because we're eventually going to get to like a pan out, and there's like a fly or something on a windshield. But That's in the. That is on the. Oh, this is that. Oh, I should have said that. By the way, we are watching yeah. the theatrical cut of this movie. Uh, should, yeah. I should note that right now. <laughs> we are watching the yeah. theatrical. You should cut note that. Uh, you should note that, huh? Uh, I I want everyone that. to watch this though, and just I think this is the juiciest alien movie of the franchise. That's I just want to. That's probably true. I'm gonna. Yeah. There's a lot of goo in Let's this see, opening that's something shot we should, too. We should, we should rank this for sure. I would probably. Yeah. Like I, I would say this is probably of the, not including Alien versus Predator because I, I, there's some juicy ones there, but I can't count all the juice right now with that movie. With those. This movies. movie's wet and gooey. Yes. It's wet and gooey. I'd say the first one's probably the second wettest and gooeyest. Yeah. Then the third one. The second one's notably dry. That's the, that's yeah. the difference with that with that third with that second one. There's some sweat, <clears throat> but like that's that's a, that's a it's a, it's more yeah. Alien Three Blood. is the sweatiest, maybe. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah definitely. That prison oh, yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. 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 they got it's lava. Hot, yeah, and, it's hot yeah. on that planet. Yeah. yeah. Now, who yeah. survives in Alien Three? Not man. Uh, the the the. <laughs> it's just like one of. It's not even not, like one of the main. Not cool guys. It's not done. It's not, not possible. Not, not dance. Not dance. They take away that one guy who's like a little shithead the whole movie that helps in the end. He gets taken away. I don't know what they do with him, but he makes it. But he makes it, right? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of, you know, because there's obviously a lot of outcry about Newt and Michael Bean being killed at the end, at, you know, at the beginning of three. Was there mm-hmm. much was there much outcry that random prisoner from Alien 3 did not exist 200 well, years in the future? 200 years later. I don't it's, care, it's, Brandon. They could have brought him along. <laughs> right. So th- this movie is a reaction movie. Um it, you know, well, they're making another one, but like Alien 3 at the time was 100% not well received. Um, there's the bat, you know, the Newton Hicks died and Ripley died. <laughs> so they make this movie. I was locked and it, out of the editor's room and I don't acknowledge it on my filmography. Right. Uh, <laughs> that whole thing. But, but yeah, so this movie was like, okay, well, let's try because there was for years. The playground talk was that they were going to make an Alien 4 where, like, Alien 3 was, like, a dream or didn't happen or something like that. As that uh, usually happens, yeah. And then there's <laughs> the... And then this came where it's like, well, it, clones. And then there was a... There was... there was I remember there's a couple, like, magazines back in the day that said, well, well, they're saying it's like a clone, but it might actually be the real Ripley. And, like, it was a clone in the third one. Like, it was not. That's fan fiction BS, but... So they, you know, clone Ripley, and well, if Alien Three was like, hey, let's go back to the basics of Alien. This is like, hey, people loved Aliens, so let's try to replicate that if we can. They they did not do that. And I mean, clones <laughs> are kind of clones were kind of hot in the '90s as well. You know, Multiplicity, that blockbuster. Like, yeah. They they probably thought, let's tie these two together. Like, let's this is this is the good stuff. What's what's George Lucas saw this said, hey, I can do the prequels. <laughs> I can, I, and I'll make them attack. Let's go to Australia. Uh, what what else? Isn't like one of the Star Treks, aren't there clones in one of those? 
Uh, Nemesis says ne- Nemesis, uh, right? They, yeah. To clone of Picard is Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, yes, and, yeah. and which is regarded as the best one, so it worked out for them. Yeah. Um, what else? Clones. I, I mean, the City of Lost Children had clones. City of Lost Children. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. like genetic, like, just, like genetic yeah. engineering in general was a thing for movies too, which is the same category. Well, because in the news they had that sheep that was cloned around this time, so that was a big, big yeah. story. Like it can actually happen. And um, it's just like a sci-fi thing that got, you know, became a bigger thing in general. Like, because he's like, we did mm-hmm. time travel a lot. We've done aliens, obviously. Like, what else? Cloning, right? Yeah. Yep. I feel like the sixth day kind of wrecked it for a little while. And then the island didn't hit. Well, I mean, all Van Damme did was like clone doppelganger movies for a while. So he was kind of already in. <laughs> well, everybody everybody had a doppelganger movie. Jackie Chan had a doppelganger. Like, everybody has like a doppelganger. That's, that's a big, mm-hmm. That was a big thing in general. It's like, well, we had two of them. Now we, just pay, we don't have to pay another guy. Yeah, Jet Li, <sighs> the one. Stallone, Stallone oh, the one. never did a du- duplicate one. Um, sure he did. Did you see uh, the, the Stop the Robot Mobile Shoot? Yeah, the, 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 yeah Stell Getty. She the, wasn't the, she? Right. No, no, no. no the right. secret thing about that movie is that every other scene, it's a different Stallone. You just don't. Mm. They just don't tell you. Uh, there's, there's wait, wait. No, that's not it, real. I'm making that up. It, <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> I was gonna go with it. <laughs> so. This the six the is... six days problem was what if we made Arnold and had a clone movie but uh, we made it a uh, very boring and that that was the problem <laughs> with the six day. <laughs> what like we got a great cast we have Duvall we have Stallone we have Michael Rappaport playing wisecracking you know best friend and uh, what if we removed the fun and and then they uh, yeah just didn't pan out for him too well. Who's that? Roger Spottiswood is that who did that one? I think so. The Come sixth on. day. Arnold never dies, guy. Oh yeah, it is Ter- Roger Spires. Uh, Did I nail that? One? Did I nail it? Yeah, it is Roger Spires. Yeah, <laughs> that's a poll. And, and stop her by bubble shoot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See that was on that was on the decline of of Schwarzenegger at the time where it was just like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because like it was like well after Batman and Robin. End of days. End of that, days. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then he, and he and also he's just trying to do less because he had that whole heart surgery and everything. And then also, yeah, well, like, and in my know. opinion, like right before Governor, he brought it back with Terminator Three: Rise of the Oh yeah, Sheep. that was his last. That not was not as good as T Two, but that's a fun movie. That was, oh, was a really fun movie. That yeah. was his last stand. Then he did the government for a while. Then he made a movie called The Last Stand. So it really worked out for him in the long run. <laughs> I like The Last Stand. Johnny Knoxville yeah. blow somebody up with a flare gun. It's a it's a good movie. Yeah. So anyway, there's a cornfield chase. <laughs> this movie. So. <laughs> We've already got too far past it. So the alternate opening on the—that's the thing with the fly that I'm remembering. Yeah, okay. yeah. There's you see stuff, and then a guy like spits a spitball to like smash yeah. a fly against a windshield. <laughs> Maybe that's part of why I don't like. I'm not very a Jeanette fan. though. It's very Jeanette. It, yeah. It, it, but well, I mean, you say that, but like he, this is his director's cut. Like that was not a like that's the, right, right. But that kind of thing that it, it was an idea a, on there comes from a, him, not I Whedon, get that. for sure, for sure. But it certainly feels well, given how much I don't, I don't like that opening. It seems like he agrees because he doesn't prefer that at all. Right. No. 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 But it's so here. But here's what I was gonna say. I'm not a big fan of this movie. Like this is this is ranking pretty low on the list of movies we've done for commentary tracks as far as how much I like them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I mean I don't think it's solely because, but maybe part of it's because I, I think I've only I've I don't think I've watched the theatrical version in a good long while. I think when I watch this movie, the rare times that I do, it's the special edition. Maybe it just have because like right away with that start, I'm not a fan of it. Maybe it just sets <laughs> me up already to be like, oh yeah, this movie, as opposed to like being <laughs> more excited about getting you know starting this movie and seeing if I like yeah. it this time. 
the arms cross, you lean back in your chair. As you're I just do. not into it anymore. See, I, yeah. I, so it, when it comes to Alien movies, the only one I watch the alternate cut is Alien 3. That's the yeah. only one of these that I watch the alternate cut. I prefer the, the theatrical of Aliens. Um, I like the, I don't like the director's cut or extended cut of the first one. Um, I go either way on that one. It's just more like whatever, whatever my thumb slips on, I'll put that on. It doesn't really yeah. make a difference to me. But, you know, this one, like, Oddly enough, I I when I first saw it in the theater, I was I was cool with it. Um and then over the and I thought, well, it was better than Alien 3, I guess. And then over years I've come to really appreciate Alien 3. Uh, and this one has depreciated in value. And then this when I watched it over the weekend to prep for this, I found myself enjoying this a lot more than I had in years past. Like I usually don't go back to this one pick this up very much and i was finding myself having a a weird fondness for it just almost from just like a filmmaking perspective more than anything because this is they don't let tend to let people make genre films like with this much of their own personality and touch to it anymore it it feels sometimes the alien ones though it rivals kind of mission impossible with directorial stamps this, on these yeah it's movies. this guy's film it's this guy and even to the next one with alien versus predators very much a paul ws anderson movie here comes the juice <laughs> the juice is loose on the uh, on the ship here so my so am i crazy for liking alien 3 back in the day like when the alien the xenomorph pulls the guy through the ceiling charles charles s dutton sacrificing himself again yeah i uh, just i remember loving the vibe of it it just felt grimy and kind of gross and i really dug it yeah I, I wasn't even aware of any of the backlash against it but i guess i was probably 12 so i wasn't too hip yeah. in the film industry it's no i loved it, it. It's a lot of not inconsequential stuff that's like, well, okay, that's fine, but what about the movie? Uh, there's a lot of, like, it was like a lot of fan stuff, nonsense of like, well, they killed Newton Hicks right away. Okay. Okay. Besides that, how did it go? You know, like, it's, um, and, and yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked, we, and we did it. It's on our, we did a commentary, commentary yes. track, but like, I, I know what you're saying, and I don't disagree. Like, I overall like that movie, but it's certainly mm-hmm. a significant downturn compared to, you know, to, sci-fi classics and i i can see the reasons that extend beyond petty bullshit my biggest problem is everybody looks like bald jason statham in that movie and it's hard to tell these characters apart i have a problem attaching myself to it um in a film that's already so nihilistic it's like i'm trying to find any sense of humanity in here and it's really hard uh it, it just I, I feel like an odd disconnect from what's happening when i should want to have some sort of empathy for the situation and instead it's just like mm-hmm. Here's a lot of stuff being thrown at me, and occasionally it's well filmed, but I just I don't feel anything from it. Like that's my biggest issue with Alien Three, a movie that I do overall like. Once again, now I want a Jason Statham remake with just him all as all the prisoners. Uh, yeah, clones. Okay. Get the, where's the let's get the the deep fake technology and the face off machine, and we'll make that work. <laughs> <laughs> we need quarters. No, but I you know, I also love the research for this movie and just sort of watching the behind the scenes documentaries and then w- reading what like Jean Pierre had to say about Joss Whedon, hearing what Joss Whedon had to say about mm-hmm. it, and just reading all the quotes. And I found a really sassy one from from Jean Pierre. He's like, "I know it's Joss from... Whedon. Oh, What's up? No, I was gonna. Oh. These are very recent too. His quotes about it. Yeah, and like, but he he goes, "I know Joss Whedon had said some bad things about me." Uh, I don't care. I <laughs> I know if Joss Whedon had made the film himself, it probably would have been a big success. He's very good at making films for American geeks. 
something for morons because he's very good at making Marvel films. I hate this kind of movie. It's so silly, so stupid. About the changes he made to Whedon's script, uh, he jokes, too bad, Joss Whedon. <laughs> so he's like super sassy in his well, later I, interviews, and it, it makes me happy. I think like some of that get, I, I, gets lost in translation. Yeah, as too. a joke. Like, well, that and like using the word hate is probably some word that means like not my cup of tea, but translation. Hey, but like Jeanette, for I'll give for years, Whedon has trashed this movie and blamed Jeanette for like everything, uh, like a little whiner, like <laughs> my movie and they, they just didn't do it. Like okay, okay, but you were a guy. You weren't the director. They they hand it here, and Jeanette made his movie. He is a visionary. He is a strong personality filmmaker. They didn't bring him in to be like. A hired hand obviously they wanted some sort of touch to it and this 100 percent looks and feels like a jeanette film mm -hmm. like i i just had recently had to watch children city of lost children this week on 4k and i'm like watching Whoa. that and this back to back they're <laughs> they're you know sibling movies almost it's the kind of thing where it's like yeah you can moan that the the filmmaker didn't capture whatever spirit you're going for in your script and at the same time it's like you did write this story i mean it's not because you're not a hundred yeah. you're not a 100 free of right. free of things here <laughs> I, I i don't i don't know if, you know the the idea of making this thing to begin with as far as like mm -hmm. oh, we need another one of these we'll say the two yeah. of you have clones it's like that's it's a lot of shaky ground to build off of already uh and a bit if you're if you're joss sweet and a person that's known for good writing and you're saying it's the you know everybody else's problem. Maybe you just didn't get the best script out there to begin with. I mean, there's a lot of problems from all over the place. Is what I'm saying, not just one person. Like it, you know, I I can, you can say this resembles a Jeanette film because it, for one thing it is one, but it also looks like one. Could mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Could you? Could you say this feels like a Joss Whedon written film? Yes. Certain lines for sure. Yeah, it, lines it's a for backdoor sure. Backdoor pilot yeah. for Firefly. Um... <laughs> whoa we haven't talked about this cast at all yet but it's certainly for one thing we have dominic pignol uh who is you know a mainstay in jeanette's films but just a chalk like a, a whole list of character actors along with obviously mm -hmm. okay. uh weaver and, oh, and like wincott wincott yeah. Win you awesome, got yeah. brad dorif leland orser raymond cruz dan we had dan hedaya earlier um mm -hmm. trying to hide all the hair on his body uh j.e freeman's in this movie like there's just so many they're like, very much going for the aliens cast Mm -hmm. roll call that's what they're doing like big big personality wise cracking characters all over the place what they're i, I gotta say is uh, you know so i'm 40 years old but whenever i see michael wincott it always makes me happy because i just think back to robin hood the crow mm -hmm. like his 90s run and then he was just in uh nope, nope. which yeah, made nope. me so when he popped up on screen uh, like oz perkins popped up too it just i was like i love this movie i don't, I don't care what else happens they could just read infinite jest for the rest of it He's, and uh, uh, I would be happy. <laughs> he's rocking his no pair cut in this movie, by the way. He's going for yeah. the crew for the crew cut. Yeah, just I love his gra gravelly voice and just I got the, he he fits so well in this world too. He's like he adds grunge to the grunge, and it makes well, me happy. You almost like want the side spinoff movie of like his adventures, like you get from him. But well, yeah, the, way the whole, he, the way the whole Ron Perlman crew, yeah, yeah. 
And also the lighting too. I was reading about this, like Darius Kanji. I mean, the, that dude shot Lost City of Z and The Immigrant. Like he's a beast. I know it's years later. I just like, watched. Bork- uh, I just watched Inarito's film Bardo, which is shot by Kanji, which just looks amazing. Like yeah, he's a fan. I mean, among other movies, did a number of what Woody Allen's movies at this point. Oh, so, like he's he's done a well, he's yeah. worked with a lot of people. Also, also in this movie, uh, the space. Uh, great, it's two hundred years in the future, so it can be. But like the space and tech feels different than the three aliens that came before it. Like there's a there's a grime to like I I uh Lost City Z I, I felt like um Jeanette's kind of like a king of like grunge fantasy sci-fi type movies uh in the nineties. Like there's a whole lot of, like Dark City type oh, movies, stuff yeah. like that. You know, like there's this there's this kind of grunge um Kanji shot seven. That's right. Uh, speaking of grimy movies, oh, okay. the oh, man. Got seven. So <laughs> but this very much hits the grunge look and stuff and it's it, it plays like differently uh, than like you would because alien to aliens. Yeah. You know, like it feels like the same tech on all that stuff. Uh, pretty much there's some added elements to it or one upping. This feels like they started coming up with stuff on their own, not going from a lot of that. And luckily some of Jeanette's like filmmaking and his, his uh, mind uh, for like space and fantasy kind of molds with the alien stuff. A bit naturally, but a lot of this just kind of feels new. Kanji has worked with uh, Fincher, Allen, Jeanette, Van Sant, Polanski, Ron Karwai, Haneke, Boyle, Frears, Bong Joon-ho, Refn, PTA, W.A., Wes Anderson, Jonathan Glazer, mm-hmm. Bob Loren, The Safties, and Iritu. He has one Oscar nomination. What do you think that was for? Oh, um, I don't, I don't want to cheat. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a, it's Alan Parker's Avita. Oh, Jesus, oh, please! Wow. Okay. <laughs> I okay. mean, I'm not, I'm not crying for him because he stayed busy, but uh, yeah. uh, you know, deserves a little more love. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was also listening to he and Nigel Phelps, the production designer on this. That dude worked on Batman. He was the like Batman the Batman and uh, Judge Dredd um, also. Like this. Yeah, like, like a master of crazy looking gothic cities and weird sci-fi shit <laughs> absolutely and they like teamed up and they kind of changed how i look at the lighting too because they went around the set and just built the lighting into the set so they didn't have to hang a lot of stuff from the like this the the soundstage like ceilings the rafters mm-hmm. like when they walked through it they just flicked it on so like i i dig like a lot of neat work went into this movie stylistically in the way it looks so after learning all of that and then watching it with new eyes like I didn't know any of this when I was 15. So just watching it now, I really dig the vibe. There's a lot of ring lights, though. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of bought, like, it's like, where did that ring light come from in their pupils? But other than that, like, it's it's just a good looking flick. Yeah, that's what I was. I was talking to Aaron before briefly, like, about, like, I'm like, man, it's this this look of this thing. Like, I'm really, I I don't know if I was enlightened or something, or just like, do movies just suck now a lot of times <laughs> at this level where I'm like, this just, purely visually this movie is so interesting to look at or and it's got because that's what the just, effort gets to go into right you get to put it into yeah. like we're, we're we have actors and we have practical effects to build because we don't have copious amounts of cg to just layer right. over it not again as we always like to emphasize not that it's just press a button and it's easy to do cg but there is a certain sheen that's created from one thing versus the other thing and having practical mm-hmm. effects in the 90s like this, especially in a fran- you know, a a, a marquee franchise like Alien, at like you know, mm-hmm. similar to like the Bonds or the Batman movies of, of this time, 
you're you know you're given the money to do the thing that you want to do you're given the money to right. make it look a very mm-hmm. specific way it's like yeah we're not just making a sci-fi movie we're making an alien movie so let's give them money to make an alien movie and who's doing it Jeanette who's a guy that's very obsessed with production design and lots of very specific kinds of details and so it is going to have a very specific feel to it as opposed to just being another one of the even even now like I saw Jeanette's re- uh, most recent film that's title is escaping me at this moment but it debuted on Netflix um, a few months back uh, Big Bug um Mm -hmm. and um it has more cg by default in it but it still feels like a Jeanette film because yeah he's an auteur he's a guy that has a very specific idea of how he wants his films to look and he knows how to capitalize on that today Mm -hmm. you know here or there we get some things that come through when it comes to like major blockbusters depending on just the filmmakers involved like you get your sam raimi and a doctor strange and that surprising amount of raimi in there which was nice but for the most part they're just not driven in the same way by those filmmakers so you just get less of it yeah, I will say if I could if I was a special effects guy and I could go back in time to work on one movie, I would go back on this and do all the smoke work. Like I'd be <laughs> yeah. the smoke. I'd be the smoke guy for Alien Resurrection. And then I would just retire because there's a lot of smoke in this, too. There I would have tubes of deaths everywhere. It's pretty smoky. All the alien movies are pretty smoky. I feel like that's underrated. They always anything. have like something we... shooting smoke in a corridor. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very necessary for alien movies to to preserve the mystique of the xenomorph as it's around or whatever. But because you know we always want to talk about the slime, right? Slime is a big deal in all these movies, but Mm -hmm. smoke, huge aspect of alien. (laughs) So this is something like crazy. Like so, like what Call and uh, you know Michael Woodcott and their their group is like they nabbed some people and cryogenically frozen and like dropped them off to be like inseminated by aliens. Like that's just (laughs) that's crazy. It's a lot. None of us seen. I remember the, watching this in '97, yeah. and this movie—I don't know—I loved Aliens. I liked Alien Three. Just the the camera movement of this, and just the way this moved in the basketball. I mean, basketball is everywhere in the '90s, though. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much every movie. Yeah. But but I, I was like, what what's kind of happening here? This is this is not a, this is an odd Ripley for me. I, I remember feeling this sort of. Uh, expectations i guess were sort of blown out the window and it didn't ruin the experience for me but i just remember feeling this like just this basketball scene is just stuck in my mind for 25 years i don't know why i haven't been able to shake it it's just uh she's got a she's her, her dna is meshed with the xenomorph so she can't be and xenomorphs Ripley, huge so. huge base they have basketball fans that's the that's mm-hmm. the thing they they never get to because the xenomorphs are always like oh we're hungry we got to make our eggs yeah. but they never get to do like some recreational activities like play basketball Nor- notably have dennis rodman like skills um but yeah no that's that's what i take with the the way she performs it here because sigourney weaver is not like you know She's not gonna mail it in. Uh, she's obviously thought yeah, about. They, they backed this up Ripley. enough rink trucks to her doorstep, so it's like, like yeah, I gotta try a little bit. To be <laughs> right. And she said that too, right? They they backed yeah. up enough. She said they backed up a truck. But it's also like you know, if you're playing this character for the fourth time and you have to do it in a way that's, you know, has mm-hmm. some kind of new arc after completing her arc in the third movie that she felt. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you know, you bring something new to it. It's like, okay, she's a clone. She has special powers, which is, I guess, insane basketball skills and super strength. Mm-hmm. Th- just those two things. Uh, so <laughs> it works out. Chucky will bring you back. There we go. Here's the shot. Then, yeah. Oh, Chucky. <laughs> so the big thing about that shot, right, is like she practiced for days and days and days to do it. And the myth was that she did it on the first take. 
in reality, it just took like a lot of shots, and they're like, one more time, we'll do. They'll try this, and they'll just replace it with CG, and she got and she got it on that one time. So it's she still made the shot, and then the camera mm-hmm. has a thing where like it's not high enough to see her actually. Like you can't really see the shot be like you can. It, it could be you. One could presume it's faked because it's not entirely in frame, but they still mm-hmm. edited it enough, so it's like eh, it looks fine. <laughs> oh, the foot rub scene, yeah. Of course, Win- of course, Wincott rubs feet. Yep. It's, a, it's a very Wincott move. <laughs> uh, that's most of his arc in The Crow, him and Bailing. Yeah, just rubbing feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With longer hair. And that's a lot of uh, him and... Um, uh, Look at that transition in, in, from in, a foot in, to in, the in, boot. In, uh, oh, Thieves. It's him and Alan Rickman. Uh, he's constantly like, sire, can I rub your feet? And he's like, ah, I'm busy. I'll rip your heart out with a shoe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as far as these cast goes, I like to tend to, you know, I tend to like to read who else was a considered for a lot of these roles. Uh, Angelina Jolie turned down the role that Winona Ryder would play. Um, yeah, they would, they'd both which, go on. Which to, girl interrupted? Do you want? They they both go on. Star <laughs> girl interrupted together. Um, I would have taken Brittany Murphy. I heard you did Alien. Yeah, yeah. Do you like? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm probably gonna be in the fifth one. Oh wow, nice. <laughs> Uh, the character J.E. Freeman plays Dr. Wren. He was written for Bill Murray um, in an attempt to be like, hey, we can get Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray back together again. Uh, didn't happen, obviously, but be curious to have Bill Murray pop up in the alien movie for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what else? The last one, um, the the first mate guy. The, this is like a vending machine of Xenomorphs. The, Sorry. Guy, the guy off the dreads, um, Gary Durden. Uh, he was written mm-hmm. for Chow Yun-Fat. Uh, they want to get Chow Yun really? Fat in this role, and um, Chow Yun Fat's agent turned it down. <laughs> so. Well, that I, makes uh, sense, right around '97, because yeah. you know Emma Jackie Chan. Like, out and, yeah. yeah, I hung out with Gary Durdan one time. Oh yeah, on what the set of CSI? Yeah. Nice guy. No, 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 no. Uh, I was just my friend bounced a nightclub or whatever, and I was out hanging with him after he got off work or whatever, and he was juice. He was there, hang out with us, sat at a table with him. We told told jokes together for a bit but after every joke i told he's like i can't tell that to my daughter <laughs> like all right i don't know why <laughs> but that was his reaction like every joke two men walk into a bar the third one and ducks. then and then like a year or two later he didn't get like some domestic like battery charges against him or something too i was like oh wow he messed up that csi money yeah smooching scene Yes, there's a domestic violence charge as well as a bit of a, a possession of drugs and heroin ecstasy. Yeah. Oh, man. He was nice when I met him, though. <laughs> That's goo and slime right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mix of both. It is fun that the Xenomorph has so many different like elements to it, where it's like, and they're yeah. all like various forms of like liquid and gel. But it, which must get confused, like okay, so it's slimy, it has goo, also it bleeds acid. Like, geez, get, get it together, creature. <laughs> figure it out. Figure, figure out your they, thing here. And they get grow so big so fast. I know so many people have talked about that. I mean, they're the perfect weapon. But I just love how yeah, fast Ian, these little Ian things Holmes grow. All convinced, like this thing's perfect. I'm like, pick a lane, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful specimen. Like. If it was that perfect, it wouldn't juice everywhere. Because then you're like, where's the where's that xenomorph at? Just follow the juice. Well, I, so the, I, 
the idea is like what they they could be weaponized. You, so what do you do? You go to a place where your enemies at. You drop off the xenomorphs. The xenomorphs kill your enemies, and then you do fuck what? You can't go there. The xenomorphs have taken over. It's such do a petty you thing. Fight them? Like, <laughs> I hate planet Xandor. I'm just gonna drop some xenomorphs yeah. out there. Well, and then what do you do then? Like, oh, well, we'll get rid of them. We'll nuke them. Well, why don't you just nuke it to start? <laughs> like, so, sorry. <laughs> I just want. I want to ask. What's what's Winona? So first off, Winona Ryder on the on the poster like on the yeah. poster credibility it was a big movie. deal like yeah good she was good doing for, a genre good for, her movie. good for her agents getting her out on the poster next to Scorty weaver for one thing you don't get that um so we know she's eventually she's a robot we don't know this right now do we suspect nope. this did anyone like did any of you guys think like oh i wonder if she's the robot like we assume there's gonna be one right well, no no movie. like i mean not really because she's got it I w- it's supposed to be like a shock when she gets shot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm not saying her specifically, but we we know there's going to we where we I don't even know if we're thinking about it, but like alien movie. So there's a robot somewhere yeah. in here, right? Right. Well, a- Alien Three just had like Bishop beat up. So the first two had a robot, and then the third one. Obviously, the first one's a surprise. The, sec- the second one's like we're showing you, we're telling you up front that he's a robot. The third one's like, yeah, we got the remains of the fir- of the second one. And then, and then the guy who shows up later probably is a robot too, but well, we only have to assume he is just based on the fact that sequels exist <laughs> or like alien versus predator exists. Yeah. So we have to like make assumptions. Well, I mean, it tears his face off and he's still talking. So he gets well, a big wound off, on his but... face. I mean, he's his like... ears hanging off. <laughs> yeah, he's wounded. It doesn't mean he's a robot. <laughs> I mean, he I'm swears sick. to her that he's a real person. I guess just learning she was created in a lab, I assumed she was the android, so then I didn't think that Winona Ryder would be anything. Yeah. I was kind of confused of her in this movie, too. Like, this was this was different casting, for sure. But people kind of bag on her performance. I don't think she's that bad. No. I don't no. think she's bad. It's just, like, no. it's an off it's an offbeat performance in an offbeat movie. But that's, yeah. my, but that's my issue with the movie. I feel like it's <laughs> it's wearing a lot of offbeat hats in a way that's, you know... <laughs> That's fun in Burton land in, the, in yeah. this in this world. It's like, okay, like I get that you, you want to be an alien movie. You want to be a dark comedy. You want to be this like ensemble cast thing. You need to have Weaver doing her thing. You have an assortment of character actors all doing their kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's just it's a lot of things melding together. And it's you know that's a great point. Jean Pierre was talking about this though, and he said that he knew that he was kind of being a gun for hire. He's like, I wanted to work for the studios. I wanted to make them happy. Like I didn't want to just turn it into a complete. Like I know he brought in a lot of his crew, but like he made it kind of his own. But then he didn't, and he kind of left mm-hmm. it to, for the studio to be happy, and then had Joss's script in there. So I, I do think, like you're saying, it just never totally blends. Because they didn't go full. I mean, they couldn't go full, you know, like Jean Pierre. Like they they couldn't do that. But I think Jean Pierre picked up the script and made it his own, where it could be, or to cut corn, or when sure. you know, when you get to production, you can't film that script exactly. So I, mm-hmm. I figure when changes needed to be made, they were Jean Pierre's. He's and, leaning on his sensibilities, which why yeah, wouldn't you? Like, you're the director. Yeah. <laughs> and. I, I do actually I do remember in the lead up to this like call that uh, Winona Ryder character was like in the synopsis said something about has a secret I think there was something like that and 
Oh no. Secret well, one would well. assume because Robot. I mean, based on the fact that it's Winona Ryder, she's on the it's like, and she hasn't done a like, lot in this movie beyond just kind of be around. It's like clearly something's going to happen involving her. Either she's going to be a clone of Newt, or you know, so, something wild. Like we'll see what happens. I mean, in the two sequels before this, there was nobody of Winona Ryder's stature cast in them at all. Like there, I mean. Michael Bean wasn't a big star. You're not wrong. No, the the aliens cast is pretty like there's a lot of like character actors and people that are yeah. newish, but yeah, there's no one that's a- no alien one's risen up. has Tom alien has Scarrett. Scarrett's the star and, and for Prince you know, Kodo. And, yeah, it's got and John Hurt. Yeah, like you're, John Hurt. Yeah, you're, you're walking. Yeah. And that's we we certainly we talked about this with Alien. You're walking an alien if you see it for the first time. You're not necessarily thinking Sigourney Weaver is going to be the word, the last person alive here. You're thinking, oh, Tom Scarrett. Newcomer Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. yeah like you're, you're thinking, oh, hey, Tom Scarrett's going to have to deal with this. <laughs> and then he dies like relatively early. So. Well, and it could be, uh, what's uh, the girl from the birds? Um, she's more known than Sigourney Weaver at that Cartwright. Time. Like Cartwright. Yeah. Cartwright's there. Um, yeah. It's like no, Married. like well known character actors and stars in Alien. And then Aliens is like James Cameron players. Um, and you know that's really oh. what you got man through the legs and up to the guns yeah good shots and i do like near dark too because that's like cameron's players and bigelow's movie totally right. random <laughs> but you're talking about Cam- like, yeah, talking yeah. about cameron's players that I, I love that cast. Does, he, he, does he did he produce near dark is he uh, is that a camera oh i know he helped get those actors in it but i don't know if sure, he they're produced together it or not. at that point i would assume yeah, I can. I'll look it up. Is Blue Steel a camera production? Strange Days is for sure. I know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It's not a James Cameron in production. Oh, man. Dark. Is that a canteen gun? <laughs> yes, it looks like a canteen gun. Hubie from Hubie Halloween would be so happy. Uh. <laughs> I love that canteen. I don't care. Not Blue series. Steel either, so it's Point Break is, I guess, the first one that he mm. produces. Oh, they marry in '89. Okay, so that's yeah. So they like they meet during Blue Steel, I guess. <laughs> Man, I love the the cam. Like I remember they're saying there's something like 80, 90 setups in in uh you know the other or in the other Alien films. Like I, they linger with the camera, but this one, it, it's quite. I mean, it knows when to hold the camera, but it's definitely quite kinetic with the movement. Yeah, just the handheld going around the different characters. Well, that's very much Jeanette, Jeanette right? Jeanette, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. It's but I guess so. If you did like a Alien One, Two, Three rewatch, and then you sat down to watch this one, you would just kind of be like, "What is happening?" Yeah, no, it's it's way different. Oh, so, so much that, juice. So that's the last time I did. Yeah, that's a lot of juice. Uh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> that's the that's the last Hose time I watched down. it. The last the last time I watched this was I was doing a marathon of these like one a night with a friend of mine, and we watched yeah we watched each you know each one every night, and it's like yeah I just can't do this one just doesn't do much work. like it just it seems such a not just that it's different but it just feels like odd to me like of the it's of a very pack. it's an anthology piece like mm-hmm. it doesn't connect with the previous three there's no drive I mean like not that the other three were like oh this is the progression of the story they're just like oh it feels like they feel more of a piece of each other right and this one is its own like it's it's not it's better than fan fiction but like it's sort of flirting with that realm Mm -hmm. 
but I don't know. It's I I like the the bravery is the wrong word, <laughs> but the desire to keep what happened going and say, okay, how do we write ourselves out of this? Sigourney Weaver or Ripley killed herself, but we want Ripley in this next movie. Like she's clearly ashes, even if the ashes even survive. Yeah. <laughs> like how do we? And I I love being in the the hole that there was written and trying to get out of it. I love that better than okay. Let's just ignore that one. And you know I I like that. So that's why like I I try to like I try to rectify that thought when I'm watching Alien Covenant because that's like on the one hand it's a sequel to Prometheus which, you know, I want, like, I want to see yeah. more of that story, but it also tries to, like, retrofit itself as a new alien movie, which is just less interesting to me. But well, that alien I, movie feels yeah. like its own kind of thing, because it'd be like, yeah, this is another adventure of a xenomorph, which in theory, I, that's fine, but doing both, look at all the hair. Look at all the hair on oh. Hedaya. Look at those shoulders. Yeah. Oh, my God, James Conn will be blushing. Uh, <laughs> I, I also think, I think Covenant is also the the sequel to the movie we didn't get that came after Prometheus as well, too. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the other issue. They cut whatever that original script was. They cut it way down to like get rid of like the stuff that I wanted to see more of in the right. Yep. Sequel to Prometheus. Oh, more juice. <laughs> yeah, this is Fastbender. Yeah, so, Fastbender's so good though in that movie. He yeah. carries yeah, it. He's great. Some of the new creature design too it yeah. makes me so happy. That, so many was, people were frozen. Uh, this is straight out from Time yeah. Cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. What, what's the, that's the like alien movies in general have great casts. I think that's uh, more a, smoke outside of like the like Requiem. Like the alien movies have really great casts all the way through. Like, don't, don't diss Ranko Aylesworth. She's a treasure. I know our, our 24 uh, you know fandom will live on, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's not the big and it has Doctor Face hands in them in that one as yes. well. But um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll say like Ridley Scott came to these alien movies and like even with the first one, if you watch like his interviews and talking like he's fascinated with Ian Holm, his Ash character, like he likes to talk about that. He says some of his favorite stuff in the movie comes from that. And then he does like Blade Runner. And is, is this guy like loves like androids yeah he, he's pure robot like he loves robots like, he's robots making these sick. alien movies because he's interested in androids like that's i think it's the funniest thing that's what oh makes wow. his film so interesting i never thought about that yeah he's he's exp and then he goes and does the uh, uh raised by wolves on hbo Max. Yeah, man. That's clear. Over his mind, and he's like heavily involved with forty six, twelve, twelve, Blade Runner twenty forty. It's like his mind is so clearly focused on like the android of it all and forward thinking of the mm -hmm. future when it comes to sci fi, which is again, I feel like you can feel that in Covenant because the alien stuff seems pretty. I don't say half ass because really Scotty's doing the work, but it feels less yeah. less involving when it, by the time we get to alien, it just feels like riffs on mm -hmm. things he's already done before. He's like, yeah, all right, let me toss a xenomorph in an action scene and whatever. Well, that too, a reactionary movie. Um, sure. In a ways, yeah. It's like it appease the studio while still doing my own thing. Like, as much as that is reactionary, as much as it has, like, mm -hmm. you know, trailer shots of a xenomorph on a spaceship. Yeah, in the shower. It's right. still a, like a, it, it, like I said this at the time, it's like, oh, you think Alien 3 is nihilistic? Watch this fucking movie. And it's just like, <laughs> everything's dire. Everything's, everyone's going to die. Every no, There's nothing right. to believe in. Michael Fassbender wipes out an entire race of people because why yep. not? He's fucking Alexander the Great. He can do whatever he wants to. Like, it's, it's so dark and so mean-spirited. It's like, that's not a conventional studio movie by any means. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Billy Crudup gets Crudup in that too. He's like, hey, go look right. at that thing for for daring to oh, believe in thing? God. Like, and he's yeah. punished for yep. this. Like, it's it's so it's such a nasty, mean movie. I I think it's crazy. It, you know, thinking about two with this, how that goes, and how these aliens a weird series because you can go, all right, I like the first movie. We'll go to Aliens, Alien Three, can or cannot go to Resurrection. That's fine. But then you also you could just go. I like Alien. Oh, Ridley Scott did more. Let's go back to Prometheus and then Covenant. Like, and then you have a thematical thing that kind of sits together. Mm-hmm. But then again, you don't even have to see Alien to enjoy Prometheus. Like, you really don't. You know what's cool about Prometheus is after watching it, my wife and I just went to a like a bar and we sat there for an hour and a half, going like. Did they create human? Are they mad about Jesus Christ? Like, who is that guy who does? Like, we got like really in the weeds, and part of that was like you know some some of the drinks. But like, I can't think of the last time we sat there for an hour and a half just talking about the movie. Like, normally you just go, yeah, it was cool. Let's go, uh, let's go eat. But yeah. this one, we sat there and just sort of talked about the themes of it and why yeah. Charlie Stern didn't run sideways. But it's still um, that ship was gigantic. Yeah, Even she, if she ran sideways. She wouldn't have made it. Smashed. Yeah, she like. Like people yeah. act like the, it was like Listen, a stick that was falling. Yeah. It's just like when oh, I, I uh, when I burn my finger, I'm like, oh my gosh, and I like run around my kitchen. Like if something like that was chasing me, I wouldn't be thinking logically. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I, like I would, I would just. <laughs> if I was in the horror movie, yeah. I'd be so smart. No, you I would, wouldn't. I would do. I would. I would do a spin kick on Jason. Man, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh the alien's got so much hair in its teeth. Oh man, so much juice. That'd be funny if that comes into play later. The the mouth comes out and there's just a bunch of hair, hair on it. Yep. Oh, brains. Oh, I love this. Yep. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. This is straight up stuff More we smoke. don't get from the other. This is clearly new territory for Alien. I love the hallway shots. 97 yep. was a good year for hallway shots. Event Horizon, Cube. <laughs> like, Cube, Cube was Cube like, was like really... the ultimate hallway movie. <laughs> Yeah, like really good hallway work in '97. Like I got to give it up to like I think I even think like uh, Starship Troopers. Shots. I mean, there's you know there's a lot of hallways. Yeah, was this around the time? Did we get the Alien game on PlayStation at this point, which was all these corridors you just walk around? And that's like repetitive. Oh, to levels. be fair, that's like most Alien games is all hallways. Right, and yeah. cor- it might as well be called Alien Colon Hallways and Corridors. Right. Oh, I want that game. <laughs> I'm obsessed yes, with hallways. Yes, there was a resurrection game, and yes, it was very much a lot of hallways. Well, there was another one too. There was like a, a Alien Legacy game or something on PlayStation. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Do you think Kubrick liked this movie? He likes hallways. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> stupid. I just I like the idea because this is '97, right? So like he's in London with Tom and Nicole filming eyes wide shut they're like guys a new alien movie came out you want to go see it yeah sure sure stan and they all go and see alien resurrection together <laughs> oh it was it was alien trilogy that's what it was that's called. the game yeah yeah because they made because it's i think it's from the same thing they made the Die Hard trilogy game that also came out so i think they made like an alien trilogy game a jump stare with smoke oh that's so good here's your janet lee scene this is Oh my! You going to see the new Michael Wincott movie? Yeah. <laughs> That's the conversation I had with my mom before we went to it. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, if they, so, I mean, I see. I assume at the time he's prominent enough where they like this guy could be like one of the main people. Well, yeah, like the yeah. crow. That was 
He's just been around, right? He's like yeah, he has, yeah, he, has, yeah, he, has yeah. he has he has enough movies at this point where he's a rec- like especially with he's his voice, he's guy. a recognizable yeah. guy. Yeah, he's and that among, guy at this point. Yeah. And aside from Weaver and Ryder, it's like the rest of everybody, you know, it's Ron Perlman, Mitt Wincott, Hadea, Brad Dourif. Like it's it's not like any of them stand out as being the one that's definitely gonna survive along with yeah. the main leads. I mean, yeah, at this point, <sighs> like Ugh, slimy. Perlman's building up an interesting resume with like international directors and yeah. stuff at this point to where when this come this came out, this is probably the first notable thing since Beauty and the Beast Beauty on Beast. television for yeah. him. Yeah. In America for sure. It Ron Perlman, it, like how great is this guy? Or smartest like, dude, smartest he, he, like, you know, yeah. he, he's with like Del Toro right away and he's like learning Spanish mm-hmm. so he can be in um being Kronos, he he learns French so he can be with Jeanette in City of Lost Children. Yep. Like he's doing like these just wild moves as and while being like a character actor in various things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's still like a while until he because like I guess like, I mean there's just movies, but then you know Hellboy obviously is where you know he gets a just working with good directors a, a, a lead. But yeah, he's just constantly like on you know in the top ten on the call sheet for like, like a lot of movies coming up to this. But that's such a perfect idea. Like as an actor, yeah, I'll learn French. Yeah, I'll uh, you know, I'll, I'll go learn Spanish. Yeah, it's I'll, cool to think about I'll, that kind of effort I'll, that he just. I'll become in. a bo- I'll become a pro boxer and then a pro bike. I'll I'll do a Fontaine pre Fontaine movie so I can run. Like just I would get in the best shape and speak ten languages and then they just get well, paid for it. And people, especially in the nineties, I mean, with I mean, United States people aren't realizing like uh, international appeal is big. Um, and would yeah. become even it would just continue to get bigger. Like, um, sure, he's not butts and seats there, but he's a star from te- notable star from television. I'm sure that oh. Beauty and the Beast show sold internationally. Oh, for sure. Um, and you know, one of the, my favorite notes of things, one of the biggest international stars globally of all time is Franco Nero. But in America, mm-hmm. no, no, but he was like the biggest star on the planet for anywhere but. America through like 70s and 80s and then you know he gets notable here for oh the bad guy in Die Hard with a vengeance <laughs> but that guy was like a sensation Die Harder Die Harder Die Hard to Die Harder yes uh, Rennie knew what was up with him <laughs> he just wanted to get Django in a movie but he was oh, he was yeah. in that movie to, you know like a lot of that was like international ticket sales for that too and this movie made a lot more worldwide as well than um than than domestically the but, States, it, yeah. Yeah. but it is notably the lowest grossing of the alien series this one did much less than even alien 3 well you're you're on a downturn i mean you have a, a not as liked predecessor this one wasn't marketed as big either this kind of like the trailers are kind of like yeah here's another alien they're not yeah, very good. They're, they're not very to, good trailers. Compared to Alien 3, which was a Memorial Day release, this is coming out, you know, Thanksgiving next to a Robin Williams vehicle. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess we're doing something. I mean, it's like, it, I mean, the difference between the Supernova trailer and this are very slim. Oh, really? I mean, just the kind of trailer where it's oh, like, yeah, it. here's a fucking sci-fi movie. <laughs> that has to come down to, like, My I assume. Kids, it's a 
I, I, song in there. I assume that's like test screening this stuff where they're like, yeah, this movie's not very good. It's not. It's going to get reamed. Why should we spend too much on the yeah. marketing for this stuff? Well, they put it on Thanksgiving weekend, though. That's a significant place to stick it. They put were they the hoping mist, for they a big? The o- were they hoping for a big opening? Weekend. I mean, <laughs> it's just. Were they hoping for a big opening weekend? I think. I, it's I mean, you gotta like. I, if you have to there? by default because yes, it's an alien movie, so it makes sense to put it at a notable release date. But I would say it's just it's the same. It's just counter programming, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. coming for flubber. In, <laughs> for flubber and you know every and it's 97 there's a lot of like starship troopers open open the month yeah. right i mean there's a lot of things that are coming out at that time yeah look at the list here this was out of the theaters in four weeks yeah it, it was this one oh, this one kill. just dropped like the, the people the, the word of mouth behind this thing must have well, just been it's a for the fans movie like scott yeah, likes yeah. to say it's a movie that's for the fans at this point that no was idea. it the open nobody it else applies this... Second weekend of Anastasia, Flubber, Anastasia, the, like yeah, Rainmaker, yeah. Jackal, the man who knew too little, of course. Bean uh, was on its ascension. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was a wild thing. Little Mermaid was in theater again. Little Mermaid's back in theaters. I saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation in theaters with my that mom. That sucker dropped from first to sixth. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, there were, yeah. There were some good monster movies though in '97 though. Anaconda, Relic, Starship Troopers, Mimic, Men in Black, Lost World. Like it was a good year for people who like monster, juicy monsters. <laughs> yeah. Juicy monsters specifically. <laughs> John Voight getting spit out by that Anaconda, super juicy. This is a this is a wild Thanksgiving. Midnight, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, Mortal Kombat, The Rainmaker, <laughs> Alien, Flubber. Like that's such a, like a, a wild combination of movies to be like everybody, every guy in the family's got something to see. What are you seeing this weekend? I don't know. <laughs> maybe The Rainmaker, really maybe Flubber, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> you know, I, I it's, it's kind of odd. So this movie it like opened to sixteen million, and then four weeks later at forty seven. Nowadays, that would be pretty awesome, right? Like you. You yeah. sink like a rock after, <laughs> like the sixteen you would, but then you know that this got there. Like that's people would kill for that now. And Flubber had basketball too. Just yes, want to put that out very there. Much, very much did. Yeah, forty-seven million. <laughs> uh, that by the way, we we talked over the scene, but for one thing, Dominic Pignon's character, great wheelchair. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If if Hugh Jackman wanted to make a joke about what they call you wheels, this would be the one to do it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, also that whole like when little drips of alien xenomorph blood's getting on him, that's my nightmare in this series. Like, okay, oh yeah, like, alien kills me, I'm dead instantly. Whatever. But like drips of acid blood getting on me, no thank you. Like, I, I don't. How do you even clean that up? Like, what do you, what do, you do in that situation? <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. He gets the drip on his ear, and I was watching my son. Oh. He, my son was like, why did his ear fall off? That's yeah. stuff. It's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a little light burn on him or something. But um, it, it mixes differently with the steel than it does human skin. Right? Mm. Yada, yada. Yeah. You know, you know what movie this kind of like feels like it, it could hang out in the same universe with is Jason X. Yeah, yeah, oh, I was easy. thinking yes, that too. Yeah, sure. you know, they feel yeah. yeah. Jason X is like, well, can you make Alien Resurrection, but with like five million dollars instead of? <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. <laughs> that movie to me is more successful at doing what this is trying to do. It's funnier. Where this oh movie, yeah, this movie's yeah. trying to be funny. Um, I I think it's accomplishing the goals as far as it has a certain kind of atmosphere and tone to it that feels consistent and entertaining yeah. throughout where my you know issues i have with this movie 
aside, my my biggest problem is I'm just I get kind of bored in the middle. <laughs> like it's just not yeah, as, yeah. not very moment to moment exciting like the other alien films are to me. Right. Well, and you're crowded with characters that aren't dying off yeah enough quickly enough. Um exactly. yeah, yeah. The uh the thing is like here too, like you go into comedy, but like the three movies leading up to this have not built you to go, Oh, aliens funny. Um <laughs> Because the last one was really dour, and then it's the aliens, most dour. <laughs> like, yeah. Aliens isn't so much funny as it just has these like poppy characters. Yeah, there's a sense um, of there's a fun to it just because James yeah. Cameron does that. Like this one, this one's like telling jokes that you weren't you weren't expecting for it to be telling. It's it's got its own vibe. Like that's it's really <laughs> the only thing to say. Like it, this one, real like I hate to say sticks out like a sore thumb. It's not like sore, but it, it really just there's the other there's the three over here and this one's like yeah like i would say alien vs <laughs> hey. predator almost feels more in tune with the first three i would than say this one i would argue it does <laughs> like it's yeah. it's weird and it, but i really on its own i'm like this thing has like style uh, and it looks good it's filmed well like i i just i don't know i really enjoy the personality it tends it wants to have is doing but yeah you're no you're right Aaron it does sag here I I mean yeah, like, no, they're I, just walking around hallways now yeah. there's really there's no timing there's no clock it there's needs no... to get to the underwater part which is something new and nifty for yeah. an alien movie um but it's just you know waiting I, I have some tr- oh, fat that can be trimmed I very much I could like I as far as you liking this movie I certainly like I see what you mean as far as I can admire what it's doing and the fact that it exists in this form, given that you have a director that's making very clear choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it's, there's, it's easy for me to admire something like that. It's plenty of movies from filmmakers I like that just don't work, yeah. but I still well, what I'm, saying, I'm appreciating it a lot more than I was giving it credit for in the past. Um, that's ring funny. light. Yep. <laughs> I did like I like I said like I liked it this time around because I I was like oh this one's like kind of the pits and I was like you know what <laughs> it's weird it's like yeah and and the camera worships Sigourney Weaver too I mean just look at these shots like it's just like following her all the way up of the profile shots it's kind of mm-hmm. cool seeing Sigourney just like the camera's just on her and like all about her in this movie and it's pretty cool so, that yeah yeah so this is the scene that got her to do the movie this scene where she sees all these aborted versions and that she's supposed to emotionally respond to all of this. This is the, this is the beyond the money. This is the part in the script. He's like, all right, this works for me. I can do this. Well, this is like reverse. It's a mirror to like aliens when her, they find that room with all the like test alien stuff. And now she's gone in and it's her. She is the mm-hmm. testing xenomorph thing that has been prodded at. But it, unfortunately it's, it's a clone Ripley realizing this, but Ripley, a Ripley with the memories of before, nonetheless, which I don't, we're supposed to know that she has the memories leading up to her death or whatever from that, but I don't feel that. I feel like this is a new that's, person discovering, mm-hmm. you know, like that's kind of the, one of the weak parts of uh, I, this portrayal. I agree. That is another issue I have as far as they just, I don't think they got, they, they don't think they found the way to write her properly to really get what they needed out of this. Mm-hmm. And so it's just up to Weaver. But I mean, as good as she is, she's still out to sea when it comes to mm-hmm. giving us a clear definition of like what is what is it that yeah. she that's that's her thing here. Looks yeah. like Rob Boutine did these effects. Oh yeah. Like and like 
there's there's a lot of wild and weird ideas, concepts, and and like monster stuff on display in this that I can understand why a lot of people go, like, "Oh, what the hell am I watching?" <laughs> I, I do want to say you since you brought up Jason X when the when the baby cuddle alien is being sucked out of the ship at the end, I I did say this sucks on so many levels. Yep. Uh, that's the first thought that came into my mind because I yeah. love that scene in, in Jason X. Oh man, what a moment! It's a sci-fi classic, Jason X. It is fun that when you think of Alien Resurrection, I feel like the the two scenes that you do think of are underwater scene and when that fucking alien gets sucked out of the hole. Those are the two things that everyone can grab onto as far as what is it that's memorable about this? Like, yeah, those those moments. Because that's a great visual of the yeah. alien just in the water. And I mean, I like anything. I like any monster yeah. in water. Like I'm sold. So it's just seeing them like that new aspect to them. Like that. What a great trailer moment too. That's one of the mm -hmm. things I distinctly remember is <laughs> is the aliens in the water. It helps that it looks good. Even for '97, yeah. it, it still looks pretty good. Well, it's got one of the coolest alien deaths that isn't even gory or anything. It's just the way when the woman gets pulled away and it just kind of goes into a blurry. It's just really effective. Um, and just like spooky. And Pitoff worked on the visual effects and he directed Catwoman. Yeah. So, so Pete, so uh, yeah, I was going to get into that. Pitoff um, <laughs> would go on to direct Catwoman, but he is uh, the kind of visual effects guy for Virgino. He worked on his other fee, worked on City of Lost Children for sure. Um, and yeah. uh, the other, you have what? Um, uh, ADI is the special effects company that's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, Tom Woodruff and Alec Gillis, they founded mm -hmm. that studio with, mm -hmm. with uh, and Stan Winston. So, uh, so they're doing a lot of the practical things. And uh, Blue Sky, um, the animation studio, they would go on to be an animation studio. They're responsible for the CG in this film. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And also, this is really random, but Tom Woodruff does a really good commentary on AVP. So uh, listen to this one, you know, listen to, to Out Now with Aaron and Abe, listen to that commentary, but then listen to the one on AVP because Tom Woodruff is cool. To be fair, we only did Requiem. We haven't done AVP oh. original flavor. So Ooh. AVP I Requiem, a classic commentary featuring our, our late friend, Mr. Jim Dietz, mm -hmm. um, who uh, helped us come up with the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the our favorite character, Dr. Predalien. <laughs> Dr. Predalien. Yeah, he would, he would check on the pregnant women in Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Gotcha. That was one of the first oh, that's commentaries, nice. wasn't it? It's among the first, yes. I believe the I believe the thing is the the thing is an old enough commentary. I'm like, we should do another thing commentary. There we go. Given how many commentaries we've done, <laughs> the thing comma two t o because the because the uh, the re <laughs> the thing remake remake was coming out, and we're like, let's do a commentary mm. for the thing. And so Abe and I, along with friends of the show Alan Aguilera and Jordan Grout, were on that episode. And I think we did it back to back. I think we did a commentary for the thing, and then we recorded our episode for the movie, the thing. And we were tired because we'd been doing four hours of podcasting. <laughs> oh wow! My attention span would be in the next state. I don't know if I could do that for the four hours. Uh huh. <laughs> uh oh. Duco. Well, that's Raven Cruz used to be around a lot more. Oh man. He's, oh, he's, clear and present danger. Clear and present uh, danger. The rock, one of my go-to's for sure. Yeah. Whenever, and like under siege, he was in. Like when, even when I saw him in Training Day, I lost my mind. Just yeah, whenever That's he popped like, up I, in a movie, it always made me happy. In. Yeah, put yeah. my shit in. 
That's like the last note. Like I know there's more, but that's like the last notable thing I see to think of. He's at, like, I remember he popped up in uh, the Curse of La Llorona. That's that's I think the last thing I like really. Oh yeah, like he pops up in that La, one. La he was fun in that one. <laughs> I'm sure he does like tons of TV. Obviously oh. Breaking Bad, but I'm sure there's like tons of TV he's on also. And good old it's... blood in, blood out. Yeah, here we go. A hundred episodes of Major Crimes. So there. <laughs> so oh, he's something. on that major crimes money. Oh, like, yeah. if, I, if I can't, if I haven't yeah. seen a character actor in a while, I assume it's some USA or CBS drama. <laughs> that has to be the answer. <laughs> Where's Jeffrey Donovan now on TNT? <laughs> he, he's on Law and Order currently. Oh, really? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I do like his sort of resurgence in what Shot Caller, and I like him in Sicario, Sicario a lot. Sicario, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's always welcome when he's on screen. Oh, I always a great like presence. Him. Yeah, I hear R.I.P.D. Two is actually pretty good. I mean, the the bar is not very hard to clear. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, sure. When it goes streaming on Netflix, like every Universal DTV movie, I'll watch the thirty second trailer to see if I want to take all my time to watch it. <laughs> and you guys know, I, I sorry, I say pretty positive, but I remember watching R.I.P.D. and just feeling like my essence was being <laughs> taken from my body. Like, I just, I felt, <laughs> I felt. It was a real weird feeling. I gotta tell y'all. I was like, I was like, I don't know about this picture. Oh, good smelling scene. I'm still looking at major crimes, and I'm I'm trying to find out if there's a character that's just named like their last name is Crimes, and they're a major, or if that's just the oh. name of the show. That doesn't seem to be the case, uh, but I wish it was. <laughs> major <laughs> crimes. Who are you? Major we crimes. Where do you work? I'm in major crimes. <laughs> we just added another cast member without subtraction here. Yeah, finally. Uh, Get the oh, Norser. Yeah. Uh, he was having a moment here. He had like what seven? He had seven was his like, yeah, like very like, bad things. Very oh, bad man. things. That that was his um his lighthearted I, comedic performance. Have y'all watched that recently? Because I watched that and I that, I wasn't ready for it. Like, I'm not I, very no. bad things. Very bad. Oh, I saw it in the theater, didn't like it, and haven't returned. Okay, because I remember being kind of young and I'm like, this is a lot. It is. I, like, I, I saw it when I was younger when it came out, and I was like I don't like how dark this is. And then I watched it again eventually, and I'm like, I don't like how dark this is. And then I and then I liked every other Peter Bergville more. So um, it has that. Some of those well, movies where Jeremy part. Piven plays himself. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, 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 guys. That and Smoke and Aces, yeah. Right. And that's what was like. I knew all of these guys. I was like Daniel Stern, John Favreau, Christian. Yeah, like, on paper, it's like, oh, like, this this, is look at this great. cast. This is great. I saw that, that in the theater opening weekend. It was what's, like, ooh. What's the one with um, Emilio? That's the like the the uh, similar kind of like dark dark night, like one long night kind of crazy thing happening. Um, Judgment Emilio, oh, Judgment Day. Judgment, 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 Night. Judgment, Judgment Night. Night. Judgment Night. Judgment Night. Judgment Night. What a, what a soundtrack. Uh, that, that's a great trilogy. Judgment Day, Judgment Night, and Very Bad Things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it feels, like very, feels like Very Bad Things. That seems to be in line of that kind of movie, right? Just kind of like a bunch of guys get up to some crazy shit and things happen. But Very Bad Things is like, we want to be funny, and let's also make it as dark as possible to the point where like the end is just like miserable to watch. And it's like, oh, God, I'm not into this at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oppressive. It, but you're it right. <laughs> she just had a speech telling a guy what would happen that the audience already knows what will happen. Yeah. It's it's a, this yeah. movie is very redundant in that regard. Like it, it's well, it's a comedic it's like, okay, she's done this so many times, this speech mm-hmm. about what happens with these things. So here. 
Yeah, like we need a deep blue sea shark to come in at some point and just take one of these characters <laughs> you out. You remember the trailer? It was, they used the trailer with like, "What ha- are you? What happened last time you ran these things? I died." Yeah. <laughs> I do like this. This whole strap him on to the guy. <laughs> yeah, and it creates some good visuals too. This um set, this whole water set, this is uh, something that was specially built on the the Fox lot. Uh, that's not like a permanent water tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had to build this whole thing separately to make this whole sequence work as far as this underwater stuff goes. It looks great. Yeah. It took like a couple, like a day or so to fill with water. <laughs> it, was, it was so big. Wow. Yeah, it took a long time to get it to fill up. It always blows my mind, too, because I know Paul W.S. Anderson was talking about when he was doing one of the Resident Evil movies. I think it was the fourth one that they like filled it up with water, but the paint <laughs> wasn't mm. like waterproof. So. When you watch the movie, it's really dark water, but they wanted it to be clear. Mm-hmm. So whenever I watch these movies now, I always think about like everything that goes into making it like perfectly clear in a set that was built to withstand flooding. So, yeah, it's a really nerdy thing, but I, I love the production design of that and like how they have to build around it. Lila Norris is an Independence Day? All right. Got to be a, some background guy somewhere. Tech medical <laughs> assistant number one. Yep, that, that, was, that was him. Did this... Oh, kitchen. This, this, is this a kitchen fight? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're, it is a kitchen fight, I guess. Wow. Add it to the add, list. Add to the list. Did this, this movie like set a record or something for the most gallons of water? You or something? There's something with because there's a special feature on this about the. I mean, Titanic's big in the same year. I, I don't know. That's true. Well, <laughs> I mean, Sigourney's going after James Cameron here. She's like, we need more water. <laughs> James is going <laughs> to build the set. There was something. I must have been into the studio. They hadn't built something like this before. Like I said, I mean, yeah, they had to yeah. build this whole set for this like thing. Also, because set. like they were filming um, Starship Troopers and Titanic mm-hmm. around the same time. And so they had they ran out of studio space to like film this. So that's partially why they had to build a set like this to begin with, because just there just wasn't a lot of. Gotcha. Uh, acreage around for them oh. to use stuff because they're always doing things. Is that why Hard Rain had to shoot inside a military bunk, like a gigantic, like a manufacturing plant to build well, the tank in there? Because all Rain, these movies, Hard Rain, a film that all three of us love. Um, very true. Um, that 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 movie, you know, the ambition of that project was so intense and necessary that yes, we needed them to build a whole town to make sure that they can accurately capture the. Uh, the frenzied script that was uh, put on display very effectively. Um, I do like Hard Rain a lot. It's super fun. Jet skis. Jet, jet skis. I was going to beat you to it. <laughs> I don't know about getting a bunch of alien blood in the water. That seems like that'd be dangerous. Or maybe it diffuses. But not really, right? Go. It's acid. This is this part right here. This oh, is man. Just, That's this a good one. Yeah. Creepy. That camera linger also, like the way yeah. it, turned, it slightly tilts. That's good stuff. That's a very Resident Evil-esque shot. Yeah. I wonder if Paul W. Sanderson was thinking about that. This underwater acting. <laughs> uh, she was already prepared for Avatar Way of Water. <laughs> I just like, uh, you know, I like these movies where you have Raymond Cruz, you have like this uh, uh, an eclectic yeah, these... selection of people. Yeah. Uh, like bopping around at the end, like that always makes me happy. Oh, the the host of Conair the podcast enjoys when random great character actors appear in a movie at this size. Yeah, that, that makes <laughs> no sense. <way. laughs> 
Man, what that movie so stacked? Jeez Louise. See, they needed to get to this stuff faster. No, that yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is yeah. this and is what you have that the other movies don't. Where does all this, this juice is... come from? I guess the eggs just like naturally produce a ton of juice. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right though; they probably could have gotten here quicker. You could yeah. probably make a cut out a few hallways. Yeah, because the underwater to climb in the ladder—that's like good stuff for this movie. That's mm -hmm. like some good action se sequences. And this is already the shortest Alien movie, which is wild yeah. to yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, this one feels the longest, but it's so short. I want to see Aaron Sorkin write a script for this movie because there's so many hallways to walk and talk in. Right yeah. there, you go. Yeah, put Richard Schiff <laughs> as the leader of this bounty hunter crew. <laughs> Bradley Whitford could be Bradley Michael Wincott. <laughs> Rob Lowe is in here just bopping around. Yeah, Rob Lowe's the the, the, Alice alien, and Janney. the robot. Sorry. Yeah. Alice and Janney is uh is is Ripley. Given the amount of slime, those those alien eggs probably make great omelets. You know, if you really got down to it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about how tasty they are, probably probably salty, if anything. But I mean they you know, there's so much of it. You don't, you know, you don't need a three egg omelet. You just get one xenomorph egg and you're good. Oh, cooking with Babish needs to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a xenomorphic. Oh man, I forgot how much underwater acting there is oh. in this whole sequence. Yeah, a lot of people having to hold their breath and do stuff. There's great clear water. <laughs> yes. Oh man, he's oh, great at these shots. Ricochet right yeah. in there. Yep. Yeah, he's a real yeah, Denzel. Yeah, shots. Oh, ricochet. <laughs> they look like a like uh, killer clowns right there. Those like those. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh man, when that alien, when that first xenomorph blows up, though, the, what a great trailer moment like that! I was sold, and now it's all pissed. Oh man, I didn't ask when we all first saw this movie. So, Mark, you saw this in theaters when it came out originally? Yeah, yeah, I remember watching it, and like, I, I pretty much watched pretty much everything in '97, and uh, yeah, and like I said, it was one of those movies where I didn't feel a lot for it, so I think I just forgot about it. Like there's no, there's no hatred. I was like, that's cool. There's water bits. Uh, but but it was just it was fine. A lot of so, so much smoke. But yeah, that, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's it. Brandon, did you uh, see this in theaters right away? Twice opening weekend. Twice. Uh, went, <laughs> yeah, went Wednesday um, before Thanksgiving. Well, I was supposed to see. I was supposed to wait for one of my friends to go see it on a Saturday, and then another friend was like, "I'm going to see it. you. We're going. Don't care." I'm like he's like, "Just don't tell him." I was like, "All right." So I had to act like I saw it for the first time. My second time uh on that saturday but i saw it yeah opening night and uh then went saturday afternoon i think the, the next time hmm. all right my um, first alien movie in the theater um there you go. i've since seen a 35 millimeter print of uh alien and then they they show one of the like i don't know one of cameron's original prints or something of aliens at the arc light one year and i, and I got a ticket to that and saw it so oh okay so Alien 3 of these four is the only one I haven't seen in the theater. Um, before we get past this, I do want to note Ron Perlman almost drowned during this whole underwater <laughs> sequence. Um, he did uh, not. Yeah, he hit his head on a sprinkler. He hit right? his head and knocked himself out, so he had to be rescued. Yeah. I um, wrote that on IMDb. Here. <laughs> uh, see if you're paying attention. And I, I know uh, Winona Ryder, not a swim fan, uh, mainly because she hates Jesse Bradford. Um, but uh, that's a joke. But um, <laughs> I got it. I was gonna make one myself, but you <laughs> but, went there. But um, <laughs> she's not a she's not a big ew, in the face. Not a big swimmer. Um, did not want to do this stuff. Wanted to do a double. Double wouldn't look good, so she did it anyway. Um, 
still got just anxiety driven uh ridden uh doing this whole process of the, the underwater stuff um so uh much as you would assume watching a sequence like this not fun to film mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the takeaway <laughs> the takeaway of a you know a pyrotechnic heavy water complicated se- sequence involving multiple actors um all with varying um you know levels of competency and um <laughs> ambition and skill to accomplish the complicated things going on here yeah not a uh, simple uh, to pull off no it's a lot i would uh, drink Rob- a lot of coffee on these days if i worked on this set because it would move so slow Ron i feel Perlman like those did, water days ron Perlman did do this uh this stunt of him bending backwards and then like cut up his That's back cool in the process there. oh gosh yeah cut up his back in the process doing it that was another trailer shot where he goes upside down yeah that upside down thing good headshot oh here we go yeah. <laughs> poor yeah, spider he shot that spider but he just adds so much to the physicality, Ron, Ron Perlman. Oh, when you yeah, see, yeah. He, he just looks like a tank. Yeah. He just looks like a tank, and you believe that he could just, I don't know, just, yeah, do that. <laughs> He's just a dude's a monster. I love his look, too. It's so, like, oh, it feels yeah. so lived in with that big, you know, that scar on his face and just, like, the way his hair is cut where he has, like, little marks, like, that are, like, chipped out. Just, like, well, you can see, you see a life know. in this guy. Well, you know, he added so much to us. Like, oh, he's for sure. probably just big oaf, like, <laughs> uh, you know, like the muscle guy for this group. And then, like, he bring, he's like, he won't sell for that. He brings a goofiness to it. No, oh, once Jeanette got involved, I'm sure he's like, hey, Ron, you want to be on this movie with us? And he can, you know. I mean, what he is is he's Jane from Firefly, but yeah. you can see a clear difference between what, like, Pearlman brings to what um, Adam Baldwin does. Yeah, a lot well, less you know, grunting. Though. Yeah, and you know, Perlman, you know, very liberal, and uh, <laughs> Baldwin, not so much. Oh man, that guy's just selling it right there. He's making his paycheck. Yeah, Lila Dorser is married to Janine Triplehorn. Did not know that. Oh, since 2000, she does some really good running in the firm. The firm has a lot of good, I mean, he has crews running for one thing. It has a Wilfred Brimley hurrying up. Yes, it does. <laughs> so uh, it has that going for it. And Jigsaw does a lot of running in the firm too. Yeah, you get yeah, you get some you get some Tobin run. <laughs> so here's the big surprise, right? Oh, they didn't actually kill off Winona Ryder for no reason. She's alive still, and she's a robot. Oh, so we don't she's a robot yet, but she survived somehow. It's a lot of strobing. There's a lot of strobe going on here. That's what happens when you blow up alien eggs. You really ruin the light structures. The one thing I like about that scar is it doesn't feel overly gratuitous. Sometimes in these movies, like you get one of those scars, like uh-huh. halfway through the movie, they get the hero gets a scar on like the top of his eye and the bottom. Like this one feels like real. I guess mm-hmm. it's because it's Perlman's face. It's not like one of those like you know in The Rock, Dwayne Johnson gets the strategic shirt rips in his yeah. movies, and you're like, that's not. I was like, how'd that happen? <laughs> Why is that rip there? But no, this is his just face looks really good, scarred up. Oh, the white gunk. Underrated thing about these robots, they can really take a beating. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they, yeah. they keep on going. I mean, fucking Lance Hendrickson gets ripped in half like multiple times. He's like, he's fine. He can still process and do everything he needs right. to do. Fucking Ash gets his head ripped off, and they're still like, yeah, let's just connect him up and get all the information we need. Like, these robots. <laughs> The the Wayland Utani Corporation, you know, they hit the jackpot when they came up with AI technology. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hire those she people. Is, she's a robot made by the robots, so she's not. It's really even better. Yeah, she's like, she's, Utani, yeah, she's like, fucking the end of AI over here. 
<laughs> she's a mecca. <laughs> I think I I love. She's got like a freckle or a mole that like is like a cap that opens up to like a port that she can plug in. I think that's like a such a cool, very Jeanette probably detail. That that's leftover Beetlejuice. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of good stuff going on here. Oh man, does she seem paler excited. now than before? Oh, definitely. Maybe she's, she's more pale than when she's been mm-hmm. before. I mean, they've probably been in the stage for a long time. <laughs> um, among the directors considered for this movie, we have quite a few here. Uh, Danny Boyle was the first choice. Okay. Uh, they wanted Danny, which I could see that. Um, he chose to make A Lifeless Ordinary instead, a movie I really like. And then um, what, he, he would make Sunshine his own. Yeah, he'd make his, he'd do his own thing. Space movie. Yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson was asked, and he was like, I don't want, I don't feel anything for this. Uh, Brian Singer was considered, uh, which makes sense at that time. Okay. Uh, David Cronenberg passed. Mm-hmm. And, oh, weird. he went for Jason X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you filming in Canada? No? All right, Jason, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Paul W. Sanderson was being courted for a bit as well. And he would go on to make Alien vs. Predator. So it all You want to just out. stick around the office, Paul? Yeah. You, just want to... you know, it, it's so funny. Like, Peter Jackson from, like, late 80s to Lord of the Rings is, like, the most interesting, like, so many people passed on him or didn't use him for things. Or he turned, like, it was like everything was handed this guy's way. And he didn't have, like, it was based on, like, a lot of it on his potential or something you know like he didn't he wasn't like lord of the rings peter jackson at that point but his name's like all over stuff there's like he lost out on like an elm street movie at the time um there's another thing he was supposed to do and did they went with someone i can't remember like yeah texas chainsaw Chainsaw massacre three he was supposed to direct that or he was in contention to direct that um but yeah it's just it's so wild his journey of stuff he didn't do and then, uh, you know, Robert Zemeckis knew it. He, he caught on. He was like, yeah, all right, I'll give you some money to make the Frighteners. So oh, yeah. is... Right. You know, speaking of clones, I bought tickets for Multiplicity and I snuck into the Frighteners <laughs> to watch that. Oh, so you're one of the five people that saw it in theaters. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I that poster. That yeah, poster so you were, you were just two of the five people me. that saw the Frighteners. Oh, the poster, yeah. I loved it. I love going yep. to the big theater that was by me. that's by me now. I've uh, been seeing that big 3D Frighteners poster. I love that. I, oh, yeah. I so like the, <laughs> that's the one. And I had it when they came on what DVD. It had that that slipcase on there, I mm-hmm. think, but not, yep. on the, not on the Blu-ray. I hope that comes back when they put the 4K out for the Frighteners. Give me that slip. They had it on the VHS, yeah. too. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember the video stores that had it on the VHS. I think that the rental stores had it. I don't think when it came to sell through, I don't think it had that on it i think mm. it was just flat so if you wanted it you had to buy a used vhs that's gotta that's be why it did, did fail at the box office it's like this is a horror comedy of michael j fox also it has this creepy like cool motion poster thing going on i don't know what to think about this <laughs> what's going on here and then it's abuses in here yeah <laughs> right yeah little... and then you that one guy's in starship oh. troopers oh jeffrey combs in that movie yeah. if, oh, if love, you're not love, ready love the fighters <laughs> if you're not ready for jeffrey combs in that movie oof. i guess if you know reanimator you know how far he goes so is that another ring light <laughs> you are noticing these and i'm seeing them now too a lot yeah i, I I've, I've yeah 
That's uh, whatever. I mean, it looks cool. I guess whatever. It works with the aesthetic here. Yeah, I mean, when a movie fully commits, uh, you can forgive a lot, I guess. But I'm not forgiving here because I keep I calling cause it I'm out. I because we're like we're in hallways a lot, and none of these hallways are lit that way. So like, I can't <laughs> believe that. <laughs> Oh, well, it's that time oh. where an alien movie hits a countdown and has to. There's a lot of feet shots in this movie. I've there noticed. is, yeah, yeah. It's from low. Even the hallway shots go bit. They they go a bit more low. Foot heavy. Yeah. It's not so foot what, loose. What's Oof. what's what's Whedon getting? Why is Whedon getting this job? Like, because he's he's a he's a script Buffy. doctor. Mainly. I mean, Buffy's just kind of starting. Yeah, yeah. Buffy is. Oh, the movie. Didn't he write Buffy? Yeah, but it's not like the movie was super acclaimed. Oh, I mean, yeah, it no, happened. This, they would have been around. Like Buffy wouldn't have been a. He'd have had to turn this in before Buffy hit TV and was yeah a hit. So yeah. like at this point, he's just like he's doing what like ghostwriting on Speed, Waterworld, Twister, Roseanne and Roseanne. Toy Story. Toy the Toy Story gets an Oscar nomination. He's among the people to get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, I um, think he just it was known of like there was like known as a good if writer. You were, it, well, that and. I think he had strong geek cred within the sure. filmmaking community. They knew he could he could do genre stuff, but um, that's not going to say. I think that's the I think that's, that. I think that's the same with with um, little different. But I mean, as far as geek cred goes, I think that's why Peter Jackson was sought after in various ways because it's like right. the people that know see that this guy's clearly talented. Watching films like you know Dead Alive, Heavenly Creatures, and what and, and being mm -hmm. like this guy is great. Like, why are we not giving him more projects? <laughs> and it's just things just didn't line up until they actually lined up. But like, I, I feel like that's a big part of it. Where like people that know film keep seeing Peter Jackson and being like, this is a unique voice that we are not capitalizing on. Why are we not doing this? Like, right. Let's give him Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Come here, friendly Harvey. <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's get this deal go. But you know, it's funny. Like you went, for, that's what people do now though. Like, <laughs> You did what now like these little things here take this big blockbuster thing yeah you did they, cop but, car take spider-man but they put you, know, they you put did mississippi grind but they put more reins on them like look at lord of the yeah. rings like that's absolutely peter jackson like there's no there's no mistaking oh. that well you, you don't you luck out but i mean the guys you can tell but you give these a lot of these indie filmmakers stuff like it's it's almost like this is <laughs> with that it's like why Kevin Smith never wanted to do big budget things or something like that because he turned he'd be delivering your Colin Trevorrow type, you know, <laughs> things at, people complain about. At the same time, there is a level of talent that's just not there for certain people, right? Like, you know, we like I, I like my fair share of Kevin Smith talking about stuff, and I like a portion of the movies he's made, but I also just I don't see it like. I don't think he could do that kind of thing to begin with. Like I, I uh, well, I mean, they but nowadays they're taking the clerk's person and giving them, um, giving mm -hmm. them that. But I, I'd the argue thing. the ones that they are taking do show me directorial skills in those things. Like I, the Kevin Smith movies that I like, it's not because of his amazing direction of those movies. It's because he's a good writer and he did they make he makes mm -hmm. poppy films. Like I, I don't I. I know what you're saying. I just I don't see like what Fleck and Bowden from like Sugar and Half Nelson. They're, <laughs> they're yeah. good directors. Like, did I necessarily need to see them make Captain Marvel? No, but I could see their ability on screen to make me understand that choice. I can see that with Cop Car too. I necessarily think that 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 Watts, a director that, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't exist when it comes to Spider-Man movies, despite having made three of them. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I certainly saw skill in cop car 
that can make me understand why that choice will be made. Whether or not he actually gets to do something identifiable as a director, that's another story. But like, I, I get where that comes from. Okay. When that grate gets pulled, did you all think about the Crawl Dads movie too? Huh. <laughs> Sorry. What we do in the Crawl Dads. <laughs> And also, good... too, that dude who did Short Term Twelve, he made a, a Dustin nice... Dead and Credner, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Josh Trank. Again, like those are like, <laughs> regardless of the films they make, and obviously, yes, we like Shang Chi and Fantastic Four is a thing that happened. Uh, but like, Chronicle is a well-made movie, right? It's not just yeah. like, oh, what if we did this? It's a well-directed film. It has stuff going there that feels interesting. Short Term 12 is a well-made movie that has mm-hmm. unique choices in addition to like a, you know, an emotional script. I mean, I love Mallrats and Clerks, but it's kind of just people facing the camera and uh, yeah. talking. I mean, it's still... And he's he, the first person that would tell you that. He knows he's yeah. not a great director. <laughs> like, well, he's not looking up to you saying he's... He said if he... He said if... Amy as well. Like, yeah. Again, there are mm-hmm. Kevin Smith movies I like a lot. The two of them are my favorite movies of all time. But like, I, I, I you know... Yoga I Hosers and... Yoga hoses and tusk, yeah, obviously. You know, Justin Long, he crushes it. <laughs> oh, this is the cuddle scene. Yeah, this is yep, all this. This stuff. is where it gets weird. This is one thing that was burnt in my memory. I'm like, yo, I was like, she's cuddling with this alien. And this is something the studio wanted to cut out of the movie. And as uh, Gordon Weaver said, if you do that, I'm not promoting this movie. Yeah, I need them alien cuddles. I'm going to. This alien, you see me walk. We've talked about that before, right? The demands that she made on aliens, right? That Sigourney Weaver wanted. She wanted like what? There were like three main things she wanted. She wanted to not use a gun. Right. She wanted to. She wanted to kiss an alien or like make love to an alien, and she wanted to die. Right. Those are like the three things that she wanted to do when she mm-hmm. signed on for aliens, and so. Not which one like she eventually does all three of those things right in the course of these movies over the course mm-hmm. of, of the sequels and the gun bit's the most yeah. iconic too, with she her... doesn't use a gun right that's the thing because no. there's no guns it's on a right it's on a not wood planet um on oh, this guy yeah they're very both concepts for alien 3 they were very much aiming to please with it because there was the uh the wooden planet with all the monks she which... wouldn't have had a gun in that which I still feel like Ridley Scott was like, oh, yeah, well, let me, let me basically do that in Covenant, which feels like it's a more wooded planet that has a lot of like space monks that we just see die off screen, basically. Well, no, it wasn't like a forest force. It was made of wood. It was made of wood. No, I know. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I feel like Ridley Scott, is, I feel like there's like an in joke there. Like, I okay. feel like he's doing a lot of riffing on Alien 3 in that movie. It just feels like gotcha. it just by the tone of it. And I would love someone to do like an animated movie of that script. I'd like to see that come to life somehow oh here comes one of my favorite moments he looks like he's wearing a like a nice fleece like a columbia yeah he looks like oh, outside yeah. of the whole like uh, aliens <laughs> about to burst out of my chest part the, the clothing he has looks great <laughs> i love that he knows what to do here with it like the way he's like i gotta get this guy's head on my chest <laughs> and he becomes invincible adrenaline baby yeah it's true you know, I like this scene though. This is this is good. Bonk. It's very Sam Sam Raimi ass bonk. I like it. Oh, there there was a concept for Alien Three where um 
Ripley was out of commission and it was a Hicks and Newt movie. <laughs> I forgot about this shot. I'm sorry. This oh. into the yeah. mouth. <laughs> right through the head. Yeah. You know, writing this movie, they could have they could could have made a movie between Aliens and Alien 3. And done what people wanted if they really if you think about it. Hmm. We don't know that they're, you know, you could have had a stop-off adventure back onto the thing. They'd have to be bending over backwards to <laughs> explain this whole Newt and Bean stuff and the egg. And I know what you're saying. I get it. Like yeah, You could have, but, yeah. Just stop off on a water planet. I'll take that. Right. There you go. I feel like you got me laughing though. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna drop xenomorphs on this planet and then I'm gonna yep. nuke it. <laughs> like what's the what's the purpose? Like, so I, I want to know this, this military. Pettiness. I want to know this military strategy that these xenomorphs come in handy for. Well, when the when there's too many raptors, yeah, <laughs> you have the only way to fight them is with xenomorphs. Was that, was that, a, was that another basketball reference? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why Cronenberg didn't do this because he was a big Toronto yeah. Raptors fan. <laughs> he had season tickets; he could. He didn't want to miss a game, even though it's Fox, which famously shoots in Vancouver for a lot of movies. They're like, nah, no, no, no. Ooh, that looks good. So much juice. Yeah, so, it, was, like, it was a big juicy scene. This stuff queen. just spreads. That's another thing. Like, I, I always forget that there's like an alien queen in this movie. That's how like. Un- yeah. eventful this feels and like that doesn't add to my you know appreciation for it. it's like you have an alien queen like that should be notable to some degree and so it's like that's yeah, the whole reason they cloned her yeah but it's, it's like oh yeah that, that, i guess that's a part of it like you're so much more it's interested the, in the other stuff going on the weird brad dorif like cocoon yeah. stuff going on too it is it's bizarre that's just some of his home movies they inserted into this by the way right <laughs> <laughs> hey we need some b-roll you got some you got some stuff for oh us? yeah yeah my yeah. daughter and i were making some fun movies over the other weekend <laughs> Yep. Ah. <laughs> Did you see your intent? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, y'all, Call the Chucky and Curse of Chucky are wonderful. Oh, they are. Yes, the TV they are. show. The TV show's great too. Devin Sawa has been crushed. I like I like new he's like a new Ethan Embry from Cheap Thrills and uh, Devil's Candy. Now very, there's Devin yeah, Sawa. Yeah, very very much so. He's very much on that yeah. Ethan Embry run right now where he just suddenly starts appearing in cool genre stuff. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Cheap Thrills is a wonderful movie. If you're listening, that movie's love... awesome. Yep, it is. Yeah. It's legit. Like I bought it at a vending machine at an Alamo Draft House, and I just think it's oh, what a movie. I love That's that one movie. of the last things I saw at Cine Family before it closed down. Oh, it's so good. good oh, more smoke too, work. Good, oh yeah. Good cast, and yeah. David Koechner, man, like he sells it. Like what? A... And Pat Healy and Sarah Pat Paxton. Healy. Oh, yeah, Healy, of course. Yeah. The oh, Innkeepers Reunion. Oh yeah, I yeah, love that. Paxton. Whenever I watch Shark Night, I feel bad because I'm like, you were in. You were in cheap thrills. Sarah Paxton, sorry. So he just, he just punched that thing's head off, and now he's smoking and he's so juicing. I like this thing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this, this weird ass design that they have for this humanoid alien xenomorph yep. thing. It's I think it's because it can arch its eyebrows. I think that's what gets me. <laughs> I think that because it has like facial expression and like looks sympathetic. It's like I just like what this weird goobly white thing is. Something it's about almost it. got the same face as Sam from Trick or Treat. And oh, it, yeah, you're right. It does. Yeah. It does have a very similar Sam face. It's yeah. kind of like a petulant the, child. The eye shape because that out of the way the eyes are. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, just punches his mom's head off, and he's like super emo. 
It's super emo, I guess. The cuddles are coming up soon, too. But yeah, just like the way it can arch its brows. I think that's what sells me on this thing. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, that's slimy. Beautiful. Brad Dourif's yeah. like, I know I'm like half dead, but this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's got Did that you weird, see like, that? hook note on it, like the little... Oh, yeah. Nose yeah, thing. it's just it's like... A, a weird choice. It's a good design. <laughs> oh, here, another good one. I love the gore in this movie. Like the, so like yeah, it doesn't go the way you would expect some of these kills, and I love that. Oh, get it? And it's like so steamy. Like every time it opens yeah. its mouth, it's steaming up. I love a good head bite in movies. Head bites are fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Alien series has a good number of good head bites. Like the Rancor when it eats the Gamorrean guard. Like Rancor had a good head, but yeah. Oh, what a great head bite! so much smoke see i told do you know how much money like i'd just be wearing cargo shorts i would be setting up tubes of death everywhere every my name would be called the entire time where's mark we need more smoke he's out having a smoke break from smoking <laughs> save it save it we're running out there's just people puffing later <laughs> even those things smoke do you think Resurrection gets a lot of Ripley cosplay? The whole like vest oh. and leather pants combo. If so it would have came out later, yeah, but you don't think it does I, it does now when people go to Alien Con, which I'm sure happens. I managed about fifty shows for Wizard across the country and I never saw one. Wow. So it's like it's an easy costume to make. Yeah. It belongs in a sleeveless shirt hall of fame next to like Sarah Connor's tank top. It feels practical. Rita, yeah. <laughs> Rita Vertasky's vest. Yeah. <laughs> now, when's that Edge of Tomorrow sequel coming? I guess as soon as Cruz gets back from space. <laughs> what if that secretly is what him and Lyman are doing? They're just making the Edge of Tomorrow sequel. They're not saying that that's what it is, but they're, that's what they're doing in space. Uh-huh. So, That'd be so great. This, sh- this <laughs> ship they're on, uh-huh. it's, not, it's not very alien. It's very like Robotech, like anime, like live action realized. Mm. more than it is an alien and you know star wars <laughs> to an extent so I, mean, yeah. I mean like didn't really scott really want to go practical though with this ship like make it seem like space truckers like very yeah, yeah, pra- yeah. yeah. Uh, this yeah. seems yeah you're right this seems like star wars anime like just very smoky man where's yeah. that stroke oh, oh, so, like the exterior is more what i'm talking about oh okay like, very that's much fair. That, that yeah. looks very oh. that's what i'm talking about it looks like robotech type Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't look like anything that's come before or like within the year. Yeah, there's like a Ro- robot the jocks. Like, this feels like yeah, he, a mech. Yeah, this feels like you could uh, delete a scene from Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, and we need more dancing. Right. <laughs> Sorry. More feet. Oh. yeah. I like. I love. You're right. I do love this thing. Nose, the it's, smoke. It's, it's kind of adorable. <laughs> this monster thing that they have. And it has a sense of humor too. It just grabs the thing and closes it. Like I yeah. get it. I it got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I understand doors. It's like if you put this thing in like Peter Boyle and Young Frankenstein together, they'd probably have a good time. Oh, they surely. Oh, putting on the Ritz. <laughs> oh, the two of them. Yep. You could go to put it on the Ritz chorus and then sub in when it's screaming, getting sucked out. Yeah. 
Okay, make, sucks that, make, that fan edit. make that fan edit, mm-hmm. listeners. Put it on the race from my yeah. brain side of the sucking out sequence from Alien Resurrection. <laughs> I really want um, Peter Mensa, Sergeant Brodsky, to pop up and just start fighting this cuddle alien. Sure. I don't know its name. I just call it the cuddle alien. Okay. I'm going to take more it's, than a it's... stick to knock this old dog or whatever he's saying. That'll do. That'll do. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Oh. These long saddles he has. <laughs> oh, that thing's so cool. It is cool. Like, every even the. Oh, okay. This is, this is slowly bringing me back around on this movie. <laughs> the shots of this thing. I haven't stared at this. Oh, hey, there's a, a classic alien shot. Yep, that old from the side. Mm-hmm. Here it goes. Plop. Oh, I love a good head squeeze. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, that was a squeezy head. Very Ricky Ricky O. <laughs> it's did like that get Brandon, did that get announced recently for 4K or <laughs> just a Blu-ray? Ricky well, O. Did. Ricky O. The story um... of Ricky. I thought I saw something about that like know. a while ago. Mm. See how I find that. This thing just has ca- like a, ca- a weird character to it that I really like. But once again, I I can see it. You watch the first three, and then this thing pops up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also because now we're at like the end game of this movie, where like it is really exciting. You know, it's <laughs> we we've gotten past well, all I mean, the other once stuff. Once they once they hop in the water to the end, it's pretty smooth sailing. The end goes a little bit too long after they get through with this, but yeah. When she starts cuddling? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wait. R- Ripley did that, too. I love it. I'm going to rub your face. You're pretty. I should waterfall her face. <laughs> yeah, just some face. Is that you, Travolta? Yeah. <laughs> he sticks his finger in the wound. <laughs> There's a dry ice in its mouth. Yeah, I'm sorry. every time it's like opening its mouth, there's just steam going out of there. <laughs> Put her down, cuddle monster. Oh, that was walking. I There's the cuddles. Another Ricky O thing coming along sometime soon. You imagine you're in a fight for your life in the cargo bay of a ship, and then all of a sudden this lady starts scars, just starts cuddling with this monster like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, this is cool when she cuts herself to. You're getting in there. <laughs> Bloop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brodsky's just outside. Yeah, they re- they really use the grossness of the xenomorph to their advantage in this movie quite a bit. Like that seems to be oh, a major yeah. factor. All this, like, yeah, the blood thing. We should really uh put that to town. Mom, why? Let's see. H.R. Geiger was a fan of this movie, although he was upset that he didn't get any credit. Oh, oh! They said it was a pay issue. Uh-huh. The, what uh, Jean Pierre was like it was a pay issue. They didn't want to pay him. That's what he said. I mean that tracks oh, as here. far as you know Hollywood yeah. logic. But he did. He did here like. He's like of the people that say nice things about this movie because most people, you know, James Cameron's like this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> Ridley Scott's like no, All thank right. you. Sigourney Weaver's like yeah, money. <laughs> but H.R. Geiger walks I... up. Is like pretty good. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, what did you think of it? I was in it. 
I love that this direct, like he just followed this up with Amelie. Like that's just makes, it makes me happy. Like this didn't wreck his career. He's like, I'm just going to go make something well, awesome. It, I mean, it, it discouraged him from Holly. He swore up Holly yeah. after this. He's like, eh, mm -hmm. France it is. <laughs> that's, that's my speed here. Oh, okay. Man. So this, this, I mean, this part, like this is sad and this practical stuff looks good. The CG <sighs> stuff, less effective. Like Once again, this sucks on so many levels. Yeah, this oh, this is so nasty. <laughs> yeah, it's just this is weird. I'm watching watch. this on watching this on mute is really disturbing, actually, because it's really sad. <laughs> I'm just watching this feature's face being all upset. It's a Gordy. We were being upset. I remember, it, like when I first saw this, it felt like forever for that thing to get sucked out. <laughs> yeah, it does. Cool. Yeah, it takes a long time where it's like that's not how that would happen. <laughs> It'd be like instant. <laughs> Because its scream is like just like whoa. Yeah, they really yeah. They, it, it, it's basically the equivalent of Peter Parker phasing away in Infinity War. <laughs> That's the same sequence. Uh, Look at that. That would send. Yeah, the world just... would be over. <laughs> yeah, just destroyed yeah. Earth with that. <laughs> Remember, everybody in this movie has said Earth sucks. Like, yeah, no one wants to go to Earth. So, and in the Alien movies at the time, it was like, what is Earth like in these? And this one was like promising that next time. They would show you. Yeah, ba basically, they're basically they're like Earth is like Army of Darkness director's cut ending. That's that's what they really. Oh my! They I actually, slept too they, long. They cut the ending. Like they were, they actually did get out and get on Earth, and they had a final scene from there. Mm -hmm. But they, I, I think it didn't test well or something. Mm -hmm. They just so they cut it short. The Statue of Liberty was there. Right. Yep. <laughs> Brodsky just floats by him. Yeah. I love Brodsky guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yep, that'll do. <laughs> they land on Camp Crystal Lake also. Oh. What's that over there? <laughs> In the water. There we are. Oh yeah. They, they just saw the Nebuchadnezzar cruise by in the, in the air <laughs> on its way to machine city. <laughs> it's very interesting. The the way they shoot this Sigourney, yeah. I think that was in the trailer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I I, so, I've seen yeah. that image. If you can get past that sagging middle, it ends strong. Uh, no, yeah, the, uh, like, this is a strong third act. You can say about most Alien movies, I mean, except the other ones are just more consistent. At least two, one and two, obviously. Poor Cuddle Monster. Yeah. That was that, that was more disturbing than it, I think it needed to be watching it, you know, silently on this commentary. Like I'm now I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. more upset than I thought I would be watching that this time. His body was jiggling too when you're watching it. Like, what is yeah, like, this? Is a lot because it's completely destroyed. Like the every the face crumbles. It's like watching Sarah Connor get blown apart in T two. It's it's really upsetting and sad. Yeah, I haven't watched the theatrical cut in a while. Yeah, this is like just a different vision of how this is all going to go. Because under the special edition, like they land, right? They're on Earth. Yeah, they walk out and they sit they on like out. a rock or something. They have a conversation, and yeah, it almost feels like an incomplete movie. Like it ended before it was, you know, like yeah. we're we're done. And and I'm sure that's why it got cut. But like that's how that from what I remember of that alternate ending on here, there's like two different takes of it, and it's just like okay that was it like that was very unsatisfying the uh well hr geiger's credited that maybe that is that later after the fact original alien Dan Hedaya. <laughs> Jesus. 
Um, the that alien hybrid thing originally had um or like uh, sex organs, both male and female sex organs that were mm-hmm. uh, digitally removed in post production. <laughs> okay, they they thought there's a lot going on here. We need to scale back a bit. <laughs> so let's let's not define the gender of this thing. That How that'll make people more it? that'll make more people more understanding of the crazy monster we developed for this series. <laughs> People will get it. He now. said he regretted that too. He said he felt bad, right? He's like, because we only see it once below the waist. Yeah. It's they like, had all that. That was money they spent on doing that because mm-hmm. for the sake of the audience's need for clarity. I don't know. You know, that's oh, what I that's what I was cool. thinking about when I was leaving when I was, you know, I remember leaving the theater in ninety seven. I'm like, what was that? They should have included some uh Yeah, never mind. That was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta hold, you gotta fold them, y'all. This movie didn't have balls. That's what you're saying. I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 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 this was fun. This was good. I mean, it's zippy, right? Like it's, it, I don't know. I well, don't it, think it, it really it ever weighed on me. So you think it's zippy because, like, yeah, yeah the true. last forty minutes, we were yeah. all, you know, it's cooking. It's you know, we're getting underwater. We're doing some cool stuff. It's just, yeah, a lot, you know, in alien colon hallways and corridors, that part was getting a little redundant after a while. There's probably a nice. 85 90 minute movie in here like yeah mm-hmm. well yeah you can reduce the characters or kill just kill more of them off quicker mm-hmm. you got yourself a movie yeah, there's, there's a missing death or two in those co- corridor walks um <laughs> we need more red shirts yes we need the toe for grace cut <laughs> oh of the editors that are available only he <laughs> could make something out of this <laughs> toe for grace Saves the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but like, right, what editors the, you got? Well, we got but, Michael Kahn, or uh, uh, we got we got Cronin with Thelma, <laughs> Thelma Schumacher, <laughs> and uh, uh, what's this other? Oh, Topher Grace. Uh, yeah, one of those guys. <laughs> that kid. Yeah, <laughs> he's got Moxie. It's, it's, I like it. Hire him. <laughs> it's him. Spunk. <laughs> Just. Uh, I wonder what the budget of juice on this movie was. Like the the gunk, the slime, budget. the goop, the slime. There's buckets of it. I, I mean, I'm sure they just raided all the party cities <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and costume shops around. Just made their own and WalMarts for slime ingredients and just uh, made it all work. You know, everyone says that Walmart took all the uh, metal from Hawaii for the atoll. Like this movie, it's like famous for stealing all the slime. <laughs> <laughs> Not stealing, buying out all the slime. But you know, that reminds me, you know that Wolverine, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, I feel like that movie started really hot. And you're just talking about a good ending. And I was like jazzed for about a half hour. And I was like, oh no. But like, it took me about a half hour to realize that with X-Men Origins, Wolverine, because of that cool intro. So like this movie, I guess, I guess it does send you out on a high because little cuddle monster gets sucked out. They live, they see some clouds, everyone's happy, you leave. I, I've had my take on Wolverine for a while, but Brandon, you you sum it up pretty best. Remind us what a uh, Wolverine the, is. The, ca- the Canon Films X Men movie. <laughs> yeah, it's the... very much an eighties <clears throat> Canon Films flick. Whoa, at, maybe at, I should rewatch that. At the at the time before I knew what Canon Films was, when I saw the movie, I I I'd always figured it's like this is just a movie in the wrong decade. Uh, this is a movie that should have been in the is an eighties movie. It just happens to come out in two thousand eight nine. Um, and it's a shame yeah. because I, it's still like, it's not like that makes it good. It's just more of 
I see what they're doing here, whether they knew they were doing that or not. It just feels like it's in the wrong decade to exist to begin with. I showed my students the Electric Boogaloo documentary. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, like, after going through so much canon, I actually just bought Ninja 3. The, 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 the Dominion? The, yeah, the Domination. The Domination, yep. sorry. That yeah. movie's amazing. Yeah, I, I, and I learned about it on that documentary, and then they had just had a sale. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that. I also bought Night of the Comet, which Joss Whedon knows a lot of, a lot too, for Buffy. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I rewatched that recently during a Halloween month. Man, when she that zombie comes at her and she's like, "Screw you!" and gets on a motorcycle and rides away, I don't Good think stuff. I've ever, I don't think I've ever been happier because I'm like, stuff. "What just, what just happened? Uh, this is amazing!" Hey, Blue Sky. Yeah, here's all the Blue Sky credits. Oh, um, let's see. Okay, so we're wrapping up uh, Alien here. So next month, speaking of uh, Alien-related things, we have a new Avatar movie coming out, mm-hmm. uh, which means that James Cameron is uh, on the docket. A Vader. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I'd want to do like, you know, uh, true lies of the abyss. It's just, you know, that the limited accessibility (laughs) of those movies makes it a little difficult. Um, so I guess we're just going to have to do avatar for our commentary track for December way of the land. I'd say Titanic, but that'd just be a really long commentary. (laughs) Um, yeah, way of the land. That's a, I think that's next, that's gonna be next up for us guys. Mm-hmm. I love that tree, but I would not want that thing in my front yard. <laughs> huh. Well, you could do Piranha too. Play Alien, the Alien, play the, play, play the video game, game from Fox Interactive. <laughs> is that just now. is that company just interactive now? <laughs> what if that was like? It's like we haven't made a game in like three decades. Doesn't matter. We're changing your guys' name. <sighs> All right. Well, we've done fun. it. We've talked about yeah. Alien Resurrection. We've completed the quadrilogy. So now that just means that we have uh, we have to uh, and we so we let's see. We've, let me think about all this though, because we've we've done the quadrilogy. We've done Requiem. So we still and we've done we've done Predator two. So mm-hmm. that we so so we still have to do Predator, <laughs> Predators, the, the oh, Predator, Predator, Alien versus Predator, Prometheus, and Alien. We still got six movies we got to do in this yeah. series. <laughs> We aren't even started. Yeah, like, we're, we're, we've scratched the surface <laughs> of the. You've done a lot of these. You have not. <laughs> a couple. We did a couple of them. Yeah, Predator Two is gnarly, y'all. I oh, watched yeah. it again oh, we're, recently. We're big that is two fans in this. I movie. have that been is, a Predator Two fan since day one. Like, welcome to the party, <laughs> other people who like it. But yeah, like, no, I, I, I never understood why people didn't like that movie. I grew up with Predator, <laughs> Predator Two on WGN, watching it on TV, being like, "This rocks! I like all this is good." <laughs> Stephen you know Hopkins, think... more like Stephen Hipkins. He... <laughs> What's up? Well, he directed Judgment Night too, didn't he? He did direct Judgment Night. Yeah, yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. That was his, but... his his fire. It was yeah. Man, watching that movie at, when I was like ten or eleven, Predator Two, I was expecting a Predator because you 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 can be young and watch Predator. But I was watching Predator 2, and I'm like, man, this is a lot. I remember feeling that way, watching that. And watching it again, I love, like, Danny, what, Danny Glover's 70% more hostile than most cops, like, his stats in that movie. And, he can oh, take beautiful. Arnold. Oh, yeah. I liked how they had to keep putting him in flannels to, like, hide how jacked he was in that. I know, I, I digress, but still, I love Steve, that movie. Stephen Hopkins also did, of course, Lost in Space, a film we did a commentary track for during our run of films that were beaten by Titanic at the box office, mm-hmm. and that's the one that concluded that one by being the one that beat Titanic. 
um, which of course was directed by James Cameron, who does Avatar, which we're talking about next month on this track. Uh, but we do need to wrap up. Uh, so that is going to do it for this out now commentary track for Alien Resurrection. Uh, you can find everything I do over my personal blog, thecodeseek.com. Everything I do, I'm doing over there. I write for We Live Entertainment and Wise Blue. And I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Mark Hochmeyer, where can people find more of your work online? Oh, movie Sums of Flakes, Movie Sums on FLIX. You can do that at the website of the podcast or Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, Con Air, the podcast. I watched and I just watched every almost every episode of Dragon Ball Z Super and GT, and I did a stats for Vegeta. So when the new Honest trailer for the new Dragon Ball Z movie comes out, I have a video that releases alongside of it called By the Numbers, and it's all Vegeta stats. So look for that. That was that put me into like another realm of exhaustion. I was getting up at like four, going to bed at twelve. Cool, cool job because I I never watched, but I had to pull all Vegeta stats. And um, I, I started mumbling to myself towards the end of it, and I slept for a couple days afterwards, but cool assignment so watch the video you'll like it very cool brandon peters where can people find more of your work online uh at brandon 4 KUHD on the social medias uh brandon peters show uh also at the brandon currently uh the raps scott Mendelson and i doing a burton <laughs> retrospective uh pretty fun um it's just getting off the ground here uh and then i'll watch the blow.com i have I had a lot of reviews and stuff, but I'm currently doing the Sony Pictures Classics uh, 30th Anniversary Collection, which I'm humbled that they sent me to review. Um, those re- those reviews will be going up all through the month. Very cool. Thank you. You can find all the other episodes of this podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can follow us on all the socials, wherever you can find podcasts and all that stuff. Uh, Brandon, Mark, thank you both for joining me for this episode. Oh, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Glad glad to have you guys here. Glad we were able to finish off this quadrilogy. Uh, That is going to do it for this month's commentary track. Uh, So until next month, and until next time, we have more podcasts and more commentaries. That's going to do it. So until then, so long and goodbye.